ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. I'm your host as always, Mr. Lyndon Burton, joined by my co-host as always, Mr. Krissa SJE. We're in a new season, Krissa. We're out of the summer. We're into fall 2020, and boy, must I say fall. We got a lot to discuss today. This oh, is yeah. episode 63. Krissa, how you doing, my brother? I feel like it's been a while since we talked. That's a lot of shit went down. You feel me? We just had a hurricane and that yeah, shit true. took fucking miles off my life. You feel me? And honestly, that's time, why, just to let everybody know, not to cut you off, that's why the Kaiju number eight video is still not out yet. It should be out. Like, I, I should record it after I do this. If not, y'all will get it. Y'all will get it later uh, in the day, if not the next day. And then I promise when the next chapter drops in like two days, I'll have that one out ASAP. It was just, bro, we went through a hurricane. Yeah, it was whack. We got, we had another one. Uh, it was and they say another one is building. Like, I can't do this. No they way. say another one's building right now? <laughs> bro, chill out, man. I gotta... <laughs> bro, I was just talking about if we get one more hurricane, I'm leaving the fuck out of Louisiana. I'm not staying in Louisiana again. Bro, bro. This I, is I, like, this is too much for me. Honestly, this just little segment of our lives have has convinced me to move out of here. Like, I, 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 it's not anything about, like, the politics or anything. I don't, like, whatever. It, it's more That's so true. about just how many hurricanes come and how unnecessary that shit is. Like, I get the West Coast has uh, earthquakes and fires. The I get fires that. And shit, yeah. The fires is the crazy shit. I get that the East Coast has blizzards. I get that the Midwest has tornadoes, but until you go through a hurricane, my nigga, y'all don't... Like, the only thing I can say is comparable is the fires, because that shit, bro, that shit looks nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, people be having to evacuate. Like, like people the, be getting their whole fucking house like that burned shit, down. Like, That's wild. It, that shit is crazy, but we got the opposite. We got the flood. So yeah, literally, they got like people down the street from the crib right now. Like they fucking uh, still flooded. Like yesterday, I seen somebody like pulling up in their driveway and like get stuck in the middle of their driveway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like bro, the uh, because we didn't stay here. We because this bro, this city got fucked up bad. You feel? I know we about to get into the anime shit, but like my city right here, this shit got <laughs> fucked up bad. Like the gas station. All the lights out, nigga. I, I pulled up to the light. You know how they got like the pole, the light on it. Yeah. No pole, no nothing. It's just no nothing. It's and my nigga, be tra- a light is nothing. Traffic evacuating from Louisiana, Krissa was the I imagine absolute worst. I'm never doing imagine. that shit, bro. Chris, I was on the. You know how it takes only three hours to get to Houston, maybe like two and a half if you're driving like super fast, mm-hmm. nigga. I was in traffic from five o'clock to eleven forty-five oh at night. No way. 11.45, bro. It don't take that long. It don't take that fucking long to get, get to over there. I didn't get to Houston until 12 something, 12.30. I checked into my hotel and look, the lady, she she was having an easy night. It was late night. You know, when, you, when you're working at a hotel during a weekday, you're not expecting nobody. Literally, right after we get there, right as we're checking in, 20 cars pull up to check in and this lady's like, Flood. Oh my God, what just happened? I was like, I was trying to tell you, like all the people that was in traffic, <laughs> I just getting here, like it's, it wasn't our fault. And she just had a whole flood of people. The valet was sick. <laughs> Bro, be, it's just the worst, man. But I, let's- I let, hope everybody with their power, get their power yeah. cut back on, because that's the worst with the house I was staying at, you feel me, before I came back to the crib. Because we got power over here now, but the house I was staying at- wasn't? They still don't got power right now. They're saying yeah. that they probably not gonna have power for another week. So I just I pray for everybody. I got my hopes and shit with everybody who's just dealing with that right now. Cause That's uh even people down my street got it worse than me. So I saw the effects of it. I just I'm blessed enough to not have dealt with it super bad. But Same. uh you feel me? My house like shot my one of the members of our uh staff, Justin, his brother, you know how apartments have like balconies and shit and mm-hmm. platforms. 
he lives on the second floor. The entire platform and the balcony was off. So like he could Dang. he can't stay there till that shit gets fixed because it's just his door and then to the apartment. So it's like, ooh, that's not yeah. safe. So I see real, some shit I did not never think I would see. Yeah, I know. Prayers up to everybody in Louisiana who's dealt with this. Prayers to like Charles, because like y'all got hit again, man. I feel for y'all. I feel for everybody in Louisiana that dealt with this. But this is not Louisiana talk. Let's get into what the people are here for. Hashtag anime talk episode 63 is a go because we got a lot to discuss. I told you in pre pro in our text messages that was gonna make you sad. I'm doing it with the first story Demon Slayer commits to Noyaba. The movie, the Mugen Train movie, is set to release in Japan on October 16th. The North American date has been released, it's not releasing until 2020, early 2020. We don't have a month. We don't know. It's not, I mean, 2021, excuse me, not 2020. It's not coming until 2021, maybe J- January, maybe February. We do not know. It's We're unsure of it. But, Krissa, how do you feel that the Mugen trailer got pushed? I mean, the Mugen train movie got pushed back. I don't feel too played just because at the end of the day, the main thing I feel played about is that I'm going to have to wait, but I don't feel too played because they say they, uh, it's coming to the IMAX. I'm pulling up to New Orleans. Oh. I'm risking COVID, you feel me? I'm with the mask. I'm, I'm pulling up, bro. I got to see the movie, especially on the IMAX screen. You're not going to go to the Grand? <laughs> if, I could watch it the IMAX, if I could watch it at the Grand before the IMAX, I'm going to go to the Grand and I'm going to say fuck the IMAX. Like if, I think if, you will. If it comes out in the Grand soon, but the IMAX don't drop until 2021, then oh, I'm no, no, to, both, I'm both, both IMAX and Grand drop in 2021. Damn, man, why they had to push it back? Push back, bro, because America... We, I'm not movie, scared of the COVID. But that goes to a conversation a that we key. had at Bros Who Binge. Let me plug our movie show that y'all could go check out. Movie theaters are going bankrupt. Movies are getting pushed back. Dune, Wonder Woman, all the major things. Black Widow aren't coming this year. They tried with Tenant. It didn't work. And America is getting us like a third wave of COVID, which is... Terrible, which is just, ugh, we don't even have to talk about that. But that is why your Demon Slayer movie is getting pushed back, Americans, because we handled COVID like some idiots. COVID's killing all my hopes and dreams, bro. Even in other areas or other parts of the world, weren't we supposed to get Promise Neverland this year? Weren't we yep. supposed to get fucking... Uh, Attack on uh, Time was supposed to be out. Attack on Time yeah, was supposed to be out right now. Yeah, be out earlier. Yeah, literally. All the, so we, all the anime we're going to talk about, I told you I was going to mention the COVID uh, delays, but all of those were supposed to be out in April, and I'm sorry that I'm just checking them out. Those things are fire. So much stuff got moved, delayed, canceled because of COVID. It's just been it's just been terrible, man. It really all has. All I know is, but I need, you know what I'm saying, Funimation, Crunchyroll, I need y'all to look at me right now and be, be focused. I need y'all to get, like, Disney Plus and make me pay an extra $20 to download the movie. I'd watch it, bro. If, like, say a Dragon Ball Z movie drop tomorrow. Oh, we need the money. Bro, you don't get that much money from movie theaters. Let me pay you the direct amount. Like, what is it going to be, 10 15 $20? I'd pay well, $20 to Mulan watch Dragon Ball movie. the Mulan movie was $29.99. I don't know if I'd pay $29.99. <laughs> to watch Demon Slayer, I'd, play tw- I'd, I'd pay $29.99. Like, to be honest with you, if I could watch... I know you would. If it's to purchase it, if it's to where I could watch it on my Crunchyroll, whatever I wanted to, I'd add that. It's like it's like buying DLC for my Crunchyroll. You feel I me? I get to would. I get to have it. I got I bought the little peep movie on my YouTube. It's still I can watch it whenever I want. You feel me? So if it's like one of them kind of deals to where, like, I, if it's like some movie shit to where it's like, oh, you purchase it right now and you get to watch it once or twice or for the next twenty four hours and then we're taking it away. It's like, nah, I'm not paying those thirty fucking. I I I think it's you have it in your streaming. 
I think that's how Mulan worked. I'm I'm not sure. It may be one night because me and Schubert both were like, we're not paying thirty dollars to see Mulan. Like I'm not paying that. shit to see Mulan, bro. I'm not yeah, watching that shit. No, like, that's a whole other story. I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> not bro. watching that shit at all. So like. I think I don't think I'd pay thirty twenty nine ninety nine to see the Demon Slayer movie. I paid probably like fifteen ninety nine at most. But like, if my heroes like we got a new movie, even though they've spurned me with uh, Heroes Rising, I'd pay twenty nine ninety nine to watch. I'd pay twenty nine ninety nine for my hero too. Yeah, I would. like bro. Uh, let me not say that too loud because they gonna be like twenty nine ninety nine. They yeah. should have been did that. But speaking of my hero, the new trailer has dropped, and the season five is coming. Spring 2021, we can expect that around March, April, May-ish, around that time. I'm so excited, Crystal, because I, I honestly thought due to COVID, we weren't going to get My Hero Season 5 until, like, end of 2021, maybe 2022. But they said, nah, fuck that. We got the gas pack. We're coming back for Season 5. What you think of how the trailer looked, and are you excited for My Hero to be back? Uh, of course. I, always, I love, like... Whenever I see these trailers for my hero, I just don't know what's going on because I'm not a manga reader. So I'll be I'll be seeing the uh, trailers and it just looks so action packed. Like last season's trailer looked amazing. This season's trailer looks amazing. I just know that this is the the teaser trailer, so they just tried to jumble a bunch of shit in there, and it looked it looked really dope. But I just can't wait to see until they start getting to the nitty gritty and showing like the real like the long trailers and shit like that. But it just has me hyped that they're working on this shit this fast. I mean, they have to. It's just my hero. You feel me? But I'm, I'm glad we don't gotta wait long. I'm with interested them. with how many arcs we're going to get. Like, I'm I'm very interested in that. I'm interested in to see if we're getting one to two arcs. Because let me see something. Because I know we're getting the training arc between class 1A and 1B. That was what the trailer initially showed. But my hero always does multiple arcs. And just to give y'all a hint, at the end of season four, they showed the... Uh, the pictures of some random people inside of Deku. Deku was there. It was some random place. All of that gets explained. Now, and that's all in that arc, and you find out who those people were. You find out what that is to Deku. How does that pertain to the story? All of that gets found out in season five. My question is, <clears throat> I'm trying to see how many arcs we got. So this is the this is the joint training arc. Okay, so yeah, we're getting that next. Okay, cool. Okay. Bet. Okay, so this is this is big for you, Krissa. I think we're also getting the uh, My Villain Academia arc next season. Okay, this could be raw. You mm-hmm. feel me? I'm excited about that. I think we're going to get that. And then once we get that, there's the Endeavor, some Endeavor arc. And then we're in the war. So, like, we're two arcs away from catching up to the manga. That's why I don't know. If we're, get, if we're getting two arcs, if we're getting three, like, I feel like at best we can expect the joint training and the My Villain Academia. I wouldn't be surprised if they made My Villain Academia a movie, but either way, we're going to eat next year with My Hero, and I'm super, super excited. For Love sure. Bakugo's new costume in the trailer. Like, Bakugo's new costume was like, yes, badass. Yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to see the season. I'm just surprised they got it back so fast. I'm glad That's what I'm saying. Just, you know what I'm saying? They keep the ball rolling. Yep. And from My Hero to Netflix, yo, there's a new Netflix Greek God anime coming out called Bloods, The Blood of Zeus. Krista, did you see the trailer? What'd you think? I definitely saw the trailer. Like, See, this look like some Amer- uh, Amerime shit. Like, it this is like some American anime. Just because <laughs> I saw the trailer, it was like new anime coming to Netflix. And I seen it, I was like, okay, this is cool. But this, like, I'm not, the one thing, I, uh, the positive I got to say from it, it looked action-packed. Like, it looked like a lot was going on. 
but uh, it definitely gave me like an avatarish kind of feel. You feel me? Like the animation style and everything. But it definitely looked pretty cool. It's definitely a peep. It felt more like I don't know if you ever saw the American anime Dante's Inferno, but it felt very Dante's Inferno s for all of those out there who've seen that movie. But me being, I love Troy, the movie with Brad Pitt. I love Alexander the Great, even though the uh, Colin Farrell movie isn't that great, but I still love it. I love Three Hundred. This is my type of shit with Spartans, uh, Hercules, because I'm pretty sure that's who that guy is. His name is like Heron or some shit like that. I'm, we're going to find out his name is probably Hercules, the son of Zeus. I'm into all of this shit. So I, and to see an anime take on the Greek mythology, I know people are going to say there's magic and there's a uh, Saint Seiya and all that shit. But <clears throat> to me, if Amer- if Americans are going to do some shit like this, this is what I think Americans do best. So this type of shit should be good. I'm definitely tuning in. And we'll probably review it on this show at least a couple episodes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And let's stick in the world of Netflix. B-Star Season 2 coming to Netflix January 2021. Now, American audiences, that's probably going to be in Japan. We're probably going to have to trap out the bandwidth because that's probably going to be in Netflix jail. Wait, are we going to be able to trap out the bandwidth? Is that is that still a thing? Like, I, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't I know. Heard, I haven't I haven't checked the book on that like shit in forms. Yeah, I've been just strictly Crunchyroll, strictly mm-hmm. Funimation, strictly YouTube, whatever uh, you know, Crunchyroll and them put out whenever. The whatever, only illegal shit content. I do is I, I I'm I'm just a crackhead when it comes to One Piece. I gotta see the scans. I gotta see the illegal scans Bro, when people I, like, drop it. That's the only illegal thing I do. Other than that, I haven't been on Kiss Anime in God knows how long. I well, see since, with, since with Chainsaw crashed. Man. That's I I even like wait till Sunday for my manga. Like I've been I've been waiting on uh. I've been reading like old manga, so I feel like I, I haven't really chopped up the man with in a minute. Like, I ain't gonna lie, Kiss Anime, it used to be clutch just because it had the shit that you would never find anywhere else. You feel me? Like, say we wanted to review like a random uh, movie. movie. Like, yes, there. If we wanted to uh, review a Dragon Ball movie or old one, we'd have to hope, hopefully have it in our collection because it's not on Funimation. Like, a lot of the Dragon Ball movies aren't up or we'd have to rent it. Places. And then sometimes it's not on the PlayStation Network. Sometimes it's not an Amazon Prime. It's only certain ones. Places. They don't have all of them. Like everywhere doesn't have everything. Mm-hmm. So you got to either search around or maybe not find something, run the risk of not looking, finding what you're looking for. And the best thing about, I heard, uh, well, I seen somebody on Twitter tweet about how Kiss Anime was better, uh, was best as just like a, a online catalog to where you could literally find everything and it just like for the culture it's like certain shit bro Crunchyroll's not gonna buy rights to to where I'd you be, can stream that I'd be okay if Kiss Anime didn't have any new shit on it like I'd be 1000% okay yeah like say if it say was just like everything none of the new from seasonals like, yeah none of the new seasonals nothing that's like from two th- like okay so let's say it's 2020 we shouldn't have nothing on Kiss Anime from like 2015 to 2020 Everything pre-2015 that's, like, old all the way into, like, the 60s, 70s, have that there. And then as years progress, like, let's say we get into 2022, then you put everything from 2015, 2023, 2016. And so, like, keep that gap to where you have to pay for the legal streaming to watch everything new. But for, like, the archive, since it's not everywhere, let's have that. Let's have the archive be there. But... You know, like I said, we may have to trap out the bandwidth. I don't know if we can, but B-Stars will be out in at least in Japan, January 2021. Also, Spriggan released a little picture that's coming to Netflix in 2021. This looks good. Uh, Spriggan, Spriggan. I'm super excited for that. Just want to let y'all know we've talked about that on this show before. It's coming very soon. But another uh, movie announcement the G Kids announced on Monday that Lupin the Third will release the film and sell it 
on Blu-ray and DVD on January 12th, and it will be out digitally on December 15th. So that's dope. We'll have that this year. And as well as the uh, English dub will be in theaters on October 18th, and the sub version will be in 21. So at least we may not get the Demon Slayer movie, but we're getting the loop in the third movie, and I will be in theaters to see that. And I may even buy that because there's like a there's like a box set, uh, the Blu-ray. It looks super dope. It has some cool art on it, like... You know me, man. I'm not a big collector, but I, I love Lupin the Third, so that'll be something that I may have to purchase. Yeah, I might cop that too, because I'm I'm definitely a collector. Like I'm cop I just copped the fucking uh the new Digimon movie, like uh I just saw. got seen it. I, I, gotta, did, I gotta watch it. Did you read did you watch it? No, I didn't even open it yet. I, well, oh, no, I, I think I did open it, but I just been sitting on it. I've been like, I had to have it in the collection because I don't think that's on streaming services either. I know the show is like. We'll get your show. review when you uh, next next episode because I'm sure you'll watch it by the next episode. Oh yeah, for sure by next I episode. I got time now. I know that's something that people love to hear from you. So we'll get the Digimon movie review next episode from Chris. All right, let's get into some rankings, some manga rankings. This is big news. So Chris will give us the Japanese stats in a little bit, but I think it's more important to discuss the American stats and what's going on with the New York Times bestsellers. So first off, the first thing is the book scan rankings collects data from more than 16,000 locations, including Barnes and Noble and other book chains, independent bookshops and online purchases. It doesn't have the sales from comic book stores and walmart.com. It has this, these stats that I'm about to give you cover 85% of the U S trade print book market. So at number one, the number one uh, adult manga graphic novel was My Hero. We then have My Hero coming in at number two, three. Then we have Dragon Ball Super coming in at number five, which I think is dope. You have uh, Demon Slayer coming in at number six. My Hero again at seven. Demon Slayer again at eight. Junji Ito coming in at 11. Spy Family, shout out to Peter, man. You know, you already know out there from Would You Say Anime, me and you are bigging up the Spy Family Brigade. We're part of the Spy Family Fan Club. That's in there at 12, which I think is amazing to see Spy Family make it big in the West. I think that's huge because, like, Undead Unluck's not on this. JJK is not on this. And those are things that we love. And Spy Family is something that's near and dear to my heart. So to see it on the U.S. Western list, I think that's big. At number 13, My Hero, 14, Promised Neverland. 15, Tokyo Ghoul, 17, Toilet Bound, Hanoku-kun. Don't know what that is. My Hero coming in at 19 and Demon Slayer coming in at 20. Want to give Demon Slayer its props because it is the second manga to crack the New York Times bestseller. Obviously, My Hero is very, very up there. But Demon Slayer, My Hero's at like five or six and Demon Slayer cracked in at nine. So that, to me, whatever, whatever me and Chris are about to discuss with the Japanese rankings, I think to me, that's Demon Slayer's big win because we've talked about this a bunch. In the West, as big as One Piece is, One Piece didn't really connect in the West like people have hoped for. Like One Piece is big, but it's big in the world. It's not necessarily big in the West. In the West right now, what dominates is my hero. What dominated before was Naruto. So to see Demon Slayer crack through, that means it's it's doing some good shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like it, it definitely had, it was impactful. Uh, uh, just as a series, you feel me? Yeah. Like when the anime dropped, it definitely took it up a notch. You feel me? But as a manga, um, it was definitely compelling for a long time. I know we we both got like you know what I'm saying a kind of negative uh opinion of the end. Yeah, the ending. Like it wasn't the best ending. You feel me? But at the same time, the beginning it was definitely compelling. So I could see the manga volume selling because uh, the anime was great. You get to the end of the anime, you start reading uh, as soon as the anime season leaves off, and it's it's really great from there on. So I could just imagine somebody buying a few chat, uh, buying a few volumes, and then buying the rest of them, and uh, being as heavily impacted from the manga as the anime. You know what I'm saying? Or yep. by the manga. 
And now, do you have the Japanese rankings just so we can talk about that? Because I know people are, you know, I just got the like top the, ten. You yeah, feel give me? Us, give us the top ten in Japan. And this is so, from. Uh, let me just give some background real quick before you do it. It's from a cert. It's uh, the uh, all the volumes sold from whichever entity that is ranked. Like let's say Demon Slayer's number one for all the volumes that sold for there. Now the caveat for that, and it's from like uh, September to like now or some shit like that. Uh, of September of 2019, or like December of 2019 to like September of 2020, something like that. And mm. but let me give you the caveat certain things have sold more volumes than others. For example, One Piece has only sold two volumes, like has, has only had two volumes throughout that span. Whereas My Heroes had, I believe, three or four, Demon Slayers had like between four to six, something like that. That's the caveat to that. Now, Chris, you can give us the, the uh, top 10. All right, well, you, you hit the, you know what I'm saying? You hit the nail on the head with Demon Slayer being number one if we just jump into the top. But st- I'm going to start from the back. I'm going to do like a top 10, you feel me? Gotcha. But uh, number 10, which I, I'm surprised is not higher, especially in Japan, you feel me? But uh, Fire Force is number 10. I'm, uh, I'm happy for that. I think... I'm glad think, it's in the top 10 for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think that being that it's not a, a typical shonen, being that it's not in Shonen Jump, in Shoeisha, I think that's good for Fire Force. You know what I mean? Being that Soul Eater... However, we may feel about that in just what it was, seeing that this is his second one to make a top ten. I think that's big for Fire Force. Yeah, definitely big to be in top ten so fast. It's definitely uh, great for the mangaka. You feel me, uh, Okubo? Uh, it's 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 he. It's showing how goaded that uh, that mangaka still is. You feel yep. me? And at the same time, you know, I'm glad to see Souls Eater get a a, a solid successor, and not just you know a trash spinoff or something like that. Same thing with uh, Eden Zero. Eden Zero got a great like Fairy Tale was great, and then yes. Eden Zero is a great not spinoff, but you know what I'm saying a great it's his successor. Own thing. And I like Eden Zero more than Fairy Tale. Me and you both do like, and that's something sure. that I can say for Fire Force as well. I like Fire Force more than Soul Eater. So. And I know a lot of people love, you know, uh, Hunter Hunter more than Yu Hakusho. I'm not one of those people that, yeah. you know, they're they're both that, up there for me. Far. They're both <laughs> up there. But I definitely, uh, I, I I love when I see a mangaka work on something that's iconic, and then they they they're not a one hit wonder. Uh, yeah. To say, you know, what I'm saying. Facts. But that's number ten, number nine, Jujutsu Kaisen, which again, <laughs> I'm expecting to see that a little bit higher. I think the I think anime will I think the anime being out will but see in Japan I don't I I think in the anime being out in Japan will raise that because Jujutsu Kaisen should be higher than nine that's yeah, all I'm saying I, I think this nine's a little over nine uh, but also family, it might not have eight. it might not have as many volumes out too so you got to think about that the number of it volumes has six it, it has six? Had six it just had like six, six total right so yeah so it might have just been two that was released during that time span or three so. And, and that affects it. Spy Family at eight? Let's go, man. Let's so, uh, yeah, go. So, yes, Spy Family at eight, you feel me? We got My Hero at seven, which, again, I expected to see that higher, you feel me? Yeah. And this is going to bust your head because My Hero Academia is number seven, so you're like, what's above My Hero Academia? I already know what it is. Go ahead. Promise Neverland. Oh, wait. Number no, it, six. I thought, is One Piece not five? Nah, One Piece is a little bit closer to the top. Wait, hold on. You sure? Yeah, One Piece is three. All right. Wait, go ahead. One Piece is three? Yeah, uh, Haikyuu is five. Oh, shit. So we got, like, uh, Promise Neverland, six. Haikyuu, five. Number four is some random shit called the quintessential quintuplets. Because, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not just shoot. This uh, not just a situation. This is, like, Kodansha or whatever. But I don't know what the fuck. Oh, wait, the quintessential quintuplets. That's uh, the homies, if I'm not mistaken. You feel me? Like, the, the, the black-haired homies, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on, Chris, because I think, let me see. I got to see if I could hurry up and find this because I don't oh, know. No. It doesn't look like it's the quintessential quintuplets. That's not what, uh, 
I don't know. I thought that was something completely different. I don't know what the fuck this is. Then the quint went to central quintuplets. I thought that was like the some the black hair and homies. Where is the um? Are you on the Shonen Jump thing on Twitter? I uh, know it's not Shonen Jump. It's uh, cause it's with everything. It's with Shueisha and uh. Yeah, but I thought the rankings because I thought One Piece was was six, and I thought my okay. Yeah, wait, wait, Chris. Yeah, I think I think you may be you may be a little off, my brother. Wait, I don't know which well, one I'm looking at then. I think, oh man, god damn it! I'm gonna find this. Don't don't. Yeah, okay, this one it says uh, okay, November boom, I, 2019 to September 2020. Okay, no, this goes from this goes from December 30th 2019 to August 30th 2020. There we go. I got you. So 10 was uh, Jibaku Shonen Hanuko Khan, which we just talked about. Nine, you were right, was JJK. Eight was Spy Family. Seven was My Hero. You were right. Those were right. But see, One Piece is six. Because I knew One Piece was low. One Piece is six. Promise Neverland is five with a, a hundred thousand more than them. Then Gotubu no Hayunome, that's four. Then Haikyuu, then Kingdom, then Demon Slayer. Man, I know a few of them. I know I knew Kingdom was up there too. You feel me? But uh Yeah, Kingdom second, which is crazy. But that but see, I think One Piece being at six is skewed because when you only have two volumes released during that time span. You can't, and the fact that you did four million at that, like I, I don't know. I feel like if they would have gotten at least another volume, that's another two million, which maybe gets them at six, which maybe gets them to six total, which will get you to two. I think they got a couple more since then, though, for like October, right? They got like a couple more new, uh, new volumes. Volume. I think there's like a new. I think I think there's a new one like out right now. So, but yeah, that's the updated thing. But good for Demon Slayer, man. Like, but like I said, I think it's more impactful, at least to. American audiences that Demon Slayer made the New York Times bestseller than that, but to sell 56 million copies in Japan from the span of December to August is nuts. It's definitely a household name now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whenever people think about anime, they think of My Hero, they think of Dragon Ball. If Can't you're an older it. fan, they think of, like, the big three, but uh, they definitely thinking of My Hero, they definitely thinking of Demon Slayer, especially uh, considering New Gen, Black Clover, you feel me? So I feel like uh, it's good to see good to see uh these these series doing well you know what i'm saying i'm always glad when i see a shonen jump property or all these shonen jump properties still doing good because they've been the king forever and they still the king you feel me it's like That's they didn't fact. lose no sauce they got my hero they got shonen jump Black is Homer. amazing got, right now we, we've yeah, me and you so have talked about shit. that like even the shonen, shit is not animated yet shonen jump is probably the best it's ever been in a long time like the fact that you have one piece going phenomenal in a war arc you have my hero in a war arc, which is phenomenal. You got Undead Unluck doing some nuts so shit right now, about to get into a war arc. You got uh, JJK in a big battle arc right now. You, you know what's going on in Chainsaw Man. They got all that crazy shit with going on in Chainsaw Man. That's five. Spy Family's great. Kaiju number eight's great. Uh, a lot of people like Mashal. Mashal's pretty fucking dope. Mashal's pretty popular. Black Clover's dope as fuck right now. There's some incredible shit going on in there. And then Dragon Ball Super. And then uh, Boruto, as much as we may not be Boruto fans, but there's some crazy shit going on in that. That's 11 right there. And that's not even counting all the new shits that, that's coming. That's not counting some of like Promise Neverland and Demon Slayer, which just ended. That's just like 11 right there. So Shonen Jump is killing it and props to Demon Slayer. Even though I have my beefs with it, still can't deny its legacy and what it's done. And, it, and that's huge for its sales in Japan, as well as being in the New York Times bestseller. Because that's my argument always from my hero. 
Like the fact that My Hero's in the New York Times bestseller is big, and the fact that Demon Slayer made the cut over things like One Piece, Dragon Ball Super, those things, that's huge. So shout out to that. Something that we're going to talk about later, at least when we discuss uh, the fall shows, uh, the official website for the television uh, anime of Moriarty the Patriot uh, revealed on Friday that the anime will have a second half that will premiere April 2021. So the anime will have a total of 24 episodes, which is dope. The uh, series is ongoing right now, but we'll talk more about that when we discuss what's going on with the fall season. So the final news topic we have today is this is just an upcoming manga that's coming out. Shonen Jump website launched a new manga for uh, Kamonohashi Ron no Kingdan. Uh, basically, Ron Komohashi's Forbidden Deduction by Akira Amano on Sunday. The manga is a mystery series centering on the unique detective Ron Komohashi and the na- uh, the naive police inspector Totomaru Ishiki. This is Amano's first weekly series since Reborn, Hitman Reborn in 2012. So we're getting a new uh, Shonen Jump. We're talking about how great Shonen Jump is. The Hitman Reborn manga is coming back to see again, to prove, like, you know, I got more in the bag than just one. Yeah, and I love seeing that, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I haven't gotten into Hitman yet. I've been wanting to watch it. I've been, like, I've been wanting to watch it just because it's, it's on my little two-watch list. It is like, dope. I, I got to say, like, the first seat, like, the first arc, until you get him being strong and being, like, a, a powerful member of the Vongula family, that shit, and that shit's not that great. But once he gets, like... It's a very, very slow start. Like, but once it gets to where, okay, now he's a member of this mafia family, it's gas packed. I gotta peep it out because that's it's on my two watch list. You feel me? I just I always watch something else first. You feel me? No, I feel you, and I'm a big detective fan of detectives in anime and manga. I think right now it's like a high point for that. So to see this happening, super, super dope. But let's get into our discussion this week, which is Basically, our discussion is going to run into the review. We're going to do Jujutsu Kaisen and Fire Force last, but me and Crystal want to talk about all the stuff that's going on right now in fall 2020. So me and Crystal have both watched uh, an array of shows. We'll talk about the ones that we've watched. Both of us have watched first together, and then we'll after we do that, we'll go one back and forth, one, one and one, to talk about the shows that you guys are interested in that he might not have watched, or I might not have watched. So let's start off with one that we've both watched, Krissa, and let's start off with Burn the Witch, which is supposed to be a movie. We got three episodes out right now. The fourth one's coming out on Crunchyroll, and then I'm sure the movie will be out later uh, this year. But we were big fans of the manga, big, big fans. I'm going to start off with this. Is I'm a huge fan of the manga. I think the manga is incredible. I'm ready for season two. I love what Taikubo did, the world he created. But if I have to say, I think some of the animation in Burn the Witch is a little cheap. And I think cheap is negative and a little too harsh, but that's the only way I know how to say it. For example, Bruno Bangknife. I think he has looked like his look in the manga is so badass and it's so well detailed drawn. Whereas in the anime, it's like very lightly sketched. Like I just don't like how some of that looks compared to how detailed and how dope tight Kubo made his manga look. I feel like they could have done a better job. So for me, I love the Burn the Witch story, but aesthetically, I might have to stick with the manga. How do you feel about what you saw from Burn the Witch? I see me, I, I got I got the opposite. Well, not even really the opposite, but I just, I love them both. Like, I love the manga, but the anime, it really hit, it, it just brought the, uh, brought the manga to life for me. That's probably the main reason why I fuck with it super hard, because I, I just, uh, 
Like I, I love it to me, it, it built the world up a little bit. Like reading it, uh, you know, the the you know, Kubo's the goat as far as just putting putting down, you know, ink on a page, you feel me? But uh just seeing the colorful world uh get brought brought to life, it felt like I was watching like Bleach, but animated by a different studio in a different uh, part of the world. And it really reminded me of Harry Potter a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It reminded me of like a, a Bleach world's version of that. You feel me? So they're in mm-hmm. they're in London, reverse London, you feel me? Uh they're they're dealing with um these dragons that are similar to brooms, you feel me? The way they ride them and shit like that. It's the, the uh the the series is called Burn the Witch. So I didn't really get those vibes from the manga. Like from the manga, I was getting straight Kubo bleach vibes. I was getting just straight, you feel me? There's dragon vibes and everything. We're in London and shit like that. But just seeing it get brought to life, it just really took me there. And uh, I'm just super excited for the future of what uh, Kubo has. In now that I agree with you 1000%. Like the, the manga did a good enough job for me where I'm the opposite with you with that. But I do agree with like, I'm ready for more Born the Witch content, whether that's manga, anime, whatever you're gonna give me that pro- that pro- uh, progresses the story. I need more of it because this, the story-wise, we both can agree on. Kubo has made something special. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm definitely still one of them conspiracy theorists thinking that okay, so we got Bleach and Bleach is done, and Bleach the anime's coming back, and right before we get the anime coming back to get wrapped up, we get Burn the Witch, a side story. What if we get another side story in another part of the <laughs> world? What if Kubo does this Marvel MCU universe I type see thing it. where he starts tagging them together? Doing we get America, we get like America, South America, something like that. We get like the North Pole. I could see some stuff being like that where we get like if if this is the Western branch. We could get an American branch and then we could get like a North, Northern and Southern branch. I, exactly. I, I, I can fuck with that 1000%. All right, let's get to another show that we've both watched. This one, I'm gonna let you start off because you're positive more so than me. Dragon Quest, The Adventures oh, of Die. Shit. You watched two episodes. I've watched one. So you can start us off with this one. I definitely, um, I, I, I think I got what I what I expected from it. You feel me? Like okay. I watched it. I watched the first episode. You know what I'm saying? First thing I gotta say is I love the animation style. Um, I love the art, you know, the art and animation. I definitely love the whole, you know, the uh Kira Toriyama influence character designs. I love the slimes, you feel me? Some of the characters were thrown off, but it's like the type of shit I like to see. It reminds me of like Dragon Ball era more than Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, but it gives me that Dragon Ball Super vibe with the thick lines being drawn uh around the characters and just the vibrant colors. It reminds me of Super, but a little bit better um in certain because you know, whenever Super first started, it was looking kind of rough. Uh, it looked like the best parts of Super, you know what I'm saying? Except with more of a Dragon Ball-esque vibe, you feel me? From like OG Dragon Ball. And um, definitely love the characters, the the whole setup with the first episode. But when I watched the second episode, I kind of saw more to where it was going, you feel me? I don't want to spoil too much for you just in case you, you pick it back up. But uh, definitely I see that going in a direction where it's, it's about to be like a little linear story. It's definitely a video game anime, you feel me? It's definitely a, a kid-friendly anime, something that's super lighthearted. I just know the main criticism I have of it is when the anime switches to 3D. Mm, 3D big criticism of mine. And um, the first episode, I didn't really notice too much. It wasn't super, super bad for me. Like I, the second I, episode, you noticed it. Bro, the second episode, I was sitting there like, whew, it was cool, but it was hard to follow for certain points. And I was sitting there like, it kind of took me out of the experience. I was like, I, I, 
Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like watching something in 2D, then boom, it goes to 3D, and it's like a super uh, dramatic, dramatic. Um, the only ones we've seen be successful with it is Demon Slayer and Doro Hidoro. So and I like, think that's all about the transition. Like, whenever you're yeah. watching Doro Hidoro, a lot of it was probably done in 3D, but you just won't know what's 3D, what's hand drawn. With uh, Demon Slayer, you could definitely tell when it got into the 3D bag, but it transitioned so smoothly that you didn't really care or notice. But like certain. Like whenever they do like the, the the 3D fucking crazy angle, just like a camera's moving around. I'm like, bro, y'all doing too much. It's like, oh, camera's up here, camera's down here. You can only do this with CGI. It's like, nah, and it's not cute, but it just don't look good. <laughs> See, I'm even more negative than you with this. To me, I'm just gonna come out. I don't think this is for me. I really don't think this is for me. Uh it, it it's very childish in my like it's very well, let me not say child, it's very kid friendly. It is very, very kid-friendly, and this seems like the story. I, it won't dive into too too many, like, things where I like getting, like, the philosophical stuff behind it, the different themes. Like, this seems like this story's cut and dry. This dude's trying to be a hero. Like, it gives me, like you said, Dragon Ball vibes. Now, I think the new generation of kids growing up, this could be something special for them. But as for some, if if you're an older audience member who listens to this, I don't necessarily think this might be for us. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to peep it out uh, a little while longer. I might just chill on it for a few episodes, come back to it. It's one of them things that I'm probably going uh, to, to be up. honest with you, I'm probably going to wait for the dub to drop, and I'm probably going to watch it dubbed uh, just in passing. Because, like, some certain things you watch in passing. Like, whenever I was watching, I used to watch, like, uh, Monster Rancher, Beyblade, and all that shit when I was younger. When I was a, a kid, you know what I'm saying? I used to watch every episode of Beyblade. I had to know, like, literally, I would miss school because I missed the bus because Beyblade came on so late, and sometimes if there was, like, some new shit that pushed the episode back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as of right now, like, I, I'm cutting on the dub of Beyblade. I'm not about to watch new subbed episodes of Beyblade. I'm not, like, peeping up the season like that, but I'll definitely throw it on and pass it. Like, if I'm, if I'm doing some shit, like, uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of shit with my, I'm selling like Pokemon cards and Dragon Ball cards and shit. So I'm always just sitting there organizing, just meticulously just sitting there and need, needing background, you know, noise. But yeah. at the same time, I'm peeping it out. Like I'm watching it and I'm, and I'm keeping up with what's going on. I'm just not super paying attention. I'm like half-ass paying attention to it. Like that's, this is kind of, that's the kind of show this is. It's something that I could probably peep. And if I see some shit getting dope, then I'll like kind of dive in and go, go watch like a dope boss fight or a dope season kind of uh, finale boss. But I don't think I'm going to really be peeping it week to week just not that kind of nah yeah I, and the only way i'm getting back into it is if you watch it all and like nah lynn definitely this is one you got to check out if not me and dragon quest our time has come appreciate i'm glad i watched it to talk about it on this show but other than that i think our time has come but the other i think this is the final thing that we've both watched and this is courtesy of our guy peter at what do you say anime he hit us up and was like yo there's this new anime on funimation that's gonna be part of the uh, fall 2020 lineup i think that you and chris would like it and i was like hmm if you think it's both me and chris's bag i'm very interested to see because usually when peter gives suggestions it's only to you, man, because like because like Peter's a big slice of life guy. Y'all have y'all's big like etchy love. And that's not me. So for Peter to say it's in your bag, too, Lyndon, I'm like, OK, it's either going to be Shonen or it's going to be something like a Doro Hidoro, something like a Cowboy Bebop, something like a Black Lagoon, something that me and Chris are both 
love. And this is Akudama Drive. And basically, what this is about many years ago, a great civil war ravaged Japan, leaving the country fragmented between two re- regions, Kansai and Kanto. In Kansai, a group of six uh, Akudama carry out missions given to them by a mysterious black cat while evading the police. But a dangerous journey is about to unfold when a civilian girl becomes twisted into the Akudama's way of life and witness their criminal drives. Basically, what these Akadamas are are different individuals, criminals who have a lot of years on their lives. One is the courier who uh transports like he's like the transporter. If you ever seen like the the, the uh Jason Statham movie, The Transporter, that's basically him. He's a, a carrier. We got the doctor who's this badass lady who just kills people through surgery methods. We got the hacker who's like this hacker guy, good with tech, and then we have the brawler who's like this badass fighter. Uh, in the episode, we we also see the uh, is it the chopper? Is that his name or the slicer? Whatever that nigga name is, that just cut off people's heads. He's another uh, member cutthroat. of the Ak- yeah, cutthroat. That's what it is, cutthroat. We see him, and then we see Hoodlum, who's like this uh, this low uh, ranking crook, and then the swindler, who is the uh, girl, this is innocent civilian, but. Chris, man, the things that I loved about this, the jazz music, you know me, I'm always about gunslinging, gun-toting, like that type of shit. I'm always about like taking us outside of Shonen, giving us some cyberpunk, sci-fi, that type of shit. I felt like that was needed. And granted, episode one, from a story standpoint, it's not very clear where we're going. They don't give you a, a very clear direction, but I definitely think they showed you the spectacle and how some of the fights are going to look. This this anime, I hope they fix some of the 3D things because that's in there. Something which you talked about with uh, Dragon Quest, but I don't know if it's not to that degree. I think this is something that I will definitely be checking out week to week and something that I think if you are a fan of things like, uh, let's see, like, uh, um, oh man, uh, I got it right here. Uh, no guns, no life. If you're a fan of uh, freaking uh, uh, psychopaths, if you're a fan of that type of stuff, like cyberpunk detective, uh, criminal hitman, bounty hunter, that lane, I think this show will surprise you. And I think this might be a surprise of the fall 2020 uh, slate. Yeah, like this. This is definitely another pleasant, uh, pleasant surprise. Like I think uh, first time I seen this was Otaku God had posted a clip of it, uh, one of the clips to the end where Cutthroat had like sliced off a bunch of people. It was like showing all the people he killed. And it was like, oh, he killed fucking nine hundred six thousand million people. No, yeah, he uh, got a thousand kills on his on his belt. Like yeah, he he, got he has the most. He has the most uh, time in jail that needs to be spent out of anybody. And yeah, literally, I saw that and I was intrigued. I was like, I gotta see this. I was like, I gotta watch this shit. So I peeped it out. And uh, definitely, like, the characters all stand out to me. I love all the characters so far. Yep. The only one I don't really like too much is Hoodlum because I don't think I don't feel like I've, like, uh, connected He's the comedy. with him yet. Yeah, we haven't experienced him yet. Yeah, I haven't really connected with him yet. But as far as a doctor, whenever she first showed up, that was one of the most intriguing points in this in the uh, episode to me whenever she, like, you know, picked apart that guy on the, uh, what was it, the subway? Yep. Um, I, I love the ordinary chick, you feel me? Like, the, the uh, regular chick that just is in the mix for whatever The swindler. Reason. <laughs> yeah, the swindler. This, I like the fact that she's in the mix because she's definitely a, a throw it off character to have in the mix of all these Akudamas is what they're called. Yeah, the Akudamas. Uh, Cutthroat was definitely suspenseful whenever he was introduced and it was like uh, they gave him a badass introduction. So I really appreciate that because 
you know, I love me a badass villain. And I like Courier with his metal hand, and I want to know more about him. Oh, and yeah. I'm gl- and I'm glad we got a black character in Brawl. Well, the black character's badass. I love dreaded characters in anime. I just love seeing dreads in an anime art style. For some yep. reason, it's just like like homeboy from Gangster. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the Red Dreads. Yep. Again, Red Dreads with Brawler. You feel me? But I definitely like Brawler when he he, he first touched down. He was whooping ass. Uh, and the hacker's even cool too. I yeah, like how he was like, all like, "Bitch, you hacking harder than me and shit." I'm 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 a fan of all the character like archetypes. I'm interested to learn their backstories. Like this is one that really surprised me, and I think it'd be something that's really good. Like this is one that I'm very very interested in. Will continue to watch if they execute it right. Because I'm saying like this is giving me high school of the dead vibe, not high school of the dead, uh, god of high school vibes, but just in a different setting. I'm not saying the exact you know exact type of show that got a high school is but i'm saying as far as just like a action-packed you know what i'm saying you're gonna get stories gonna be dope as hell but it's not gonna be nothing super like it's, it's basically gonna be a show that's gonna drill in as much fights violent type shit you feel me remind me like dead man wonderland like in a way uh it, it just reminds me of something that's gonna be super action-packed super See, violent i, hope it, I super, hope it doesn't do that i hope it goes more in line of like the black the black lagoons the gangster where we get a story about these individuals, like, why are these people so important? These couriers, the the, uh, the brawler, like, I, I want to know about how this world got to like this. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, like this I might be a, a one to two season. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like this one ain't gonna be super long. You feel no, me? I, feel I, like this I one agree with be that. Straight to the point. But I feel like the thing is, not to not to slant, uh, slant it anything, I really did enjoy this first episode. But when I compare it to God of High School, it's because, like, I feel like God of High School could have executed the source material better. And I feel like with this kind of show, we're gonna get what got a high school far as get a lot of action because at the beginning i had my i had high hopes for the uh got a high school story and according to the readers they say the story is really dope it's just it the anime did a, a bad job at uh adapting it so I, I just hope that this one gets a better uh, execution of just a uh, story as far as well as action no, I agree with that. I can definitely get into that. All right, now let's get into the shows we've individually watched that we want to uh, just tell you guys about. Chris, you can start us off. Um, definitely, I'm gonna go with the with the random throw it off one. You feel me? But the uh, what's it called? E. Uh, Iwa Kakeru, uh, the sports climbing girls. Peter actually suggested me to watch this one. If I'm not mistaken, Peter and Has were both telling me, "Hey, bro, you got to peep this one out." And I saw the trailer and I saw the little the promo picture. I was like. Okay, I'll see where it goes. I'm like, I'll, I'll see where it goes. You feel me? I didn't even know some climbing shit at first. It looked like some triathlon shit. Like these girls are gonna be like jogging and biking. I'm like, biking, jogging, anime. I'm like, whatever. And then I see it's called Sport Climbing Girls. So I'm like, okay, let me see what this is about. I love me an etchy bag. Uh, I watched the first episode. Didn't really get etchy vibes from it. It was like straight sports vibes, and that's very uh, rare for me to watch a sports anime and come off the first episode like oh this is dope i think i'm gonna give it a second episode run and then i watched the second episode i'm like the characters are compelling it's uh konami kashahara uh she's a dope ass chick she's just like a chick in school she's like uh trying to figure out some after school activities but she's a nerd they don't really let you know that at first they're just like she's trying to pick what she's gonna do she's like basketball not for me soccer not for me everybody's looking at her like what the fuck that's not your your bag this is everybody's bag like you don't want to do no normal shit and she stumbles across the sport climbing shit, and she's like, "This is my bag." And then the sports climbing girls are like, "Nigga, this is not your bag. This is some, this is some weird shit. This is like some we we take this shit serious. Don't come over here like, oh, that's cute, and fuck up what we got going on because we do championships and all that shit." And the way she, the main character, looks at it, she's like a nerd. They they kind of introduce that aspect at this point. They're like showing that she um 
she spends a lot of her time playing fucking, you know, games at the crib, like a uh, gaming nerd. And she gets into these like Facebook fucking, you know, the little fucking Candy Crush type games where you line up line, like Tetris type games. And uh, she's looking at the wall that you got to like climb. That. Yeah, That's it's really dope. Like it, to me, it, it executed uh, the concept of making, uh, you know, being a sport anime into it. And I guess it does have edgy aspects for people who are watching it for certain things, you feel me? Because if if you go watch like a a, volley, a a girl volleyball, beach volleyball anime, you know what you're getting yourself into. You're going to see certain stuff, you know what I'm saying? But it, as far as the perversion of it, like I feel like it's actually a pure series. It's just a pure sport series. And I feel like I, I didn't get no etchy vibes from it. I was watching it. I'm like, damn, this is actually one I may be able to watch. And like, I know a lot of sports anime start off and it's real boring. It's real hard to hook you. So I feel like this one, it did a good job of that. And I was very surprised because this is not the sport anime you expect to hook you. I, I just throw that out there. It's not that don't like the Tetris thing has me the most intrigued. Now, whether or not I check that out depends on how you feel about it going forward. But I definitely say they do have some captivating appeal to what you just told me. Nice. What's when it I called? Say, uh, uh, it's called Awa Kakaru, but a lot of people just call it Sport Climbing Girls because like okay. Awa Kakaru and then the colon. But uh, like, I'm not going to lie. With this one, I found myself actually giving a shit and not just half-ass watching. And mm. that's very, that's, that's rare. Like, especially for sports anime, but I'm watching it and it's like, they got to do these things to where it's like, when you get up the wall, you got to do different positions and there's like different forms. There's different, it's like, they, they really take it super serious. Like the coach of the team takes it super serious and their star player takes it super serious. And they're kind of like showing her the ropes. And I'm kind of interested in the ropes. I never thought I'd <laughs> care about this type of shit. Like it got me want to go climb a fucking wall. You know what I'm saying? I me and my girl might get into some rock climbing activities and shit look fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> 100. That's my nigga said got him into Cause I go lie. Peter and has put me on that. And I'm like, bro, that was a good, a good recommendation. I'm like, I can't believe I went into that and got what I got from it. Because them niggas be watching some wild shit. <laughs> and we watch a lot of crossover shit, but a lot of shit is too far this way for, <laughs> for me. A lot of shit is too far this way for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, this one, the one I'm going to give y'all is on the Funimation app. You can watch it right now. And honestly, I think this might be, besides JJK, this might be the show that I'm looking forward to the most, more even so than uh, Akudama, which I'm ve very much looking forward to. I think this might be my second favorite right now fall 2020 it is moriarty the patriot we talked about that show earlier in the oh, show I you might say no bleeze no bleeze is actually no bleeze is pretty high we're gonna get into that one in a little bit but moriarty the patriot patriot had me so intrigued it had me enthralled i i was loving every moment of it now granted i did watch the sherlock home more comedy as kabiki chu or kabaki chu on funimation but this one is more serious this is a psychological thriller and this one, I feel, is if you enjoy the story of Sherlock Holmes, but more so if you enjoy if you enjoy detective anime, because that's a it has their own tropes and it has its own style of things. I think this is one of the best ones we've seen in a while in the late. And it's only off of one episode, like just the way they executed that first episode, I thought was very, very good and very, very pulling you in and something that you should check out. Basically, it's in the late 19th century, the British Empire nobility reigns while its working class suffers at their hands. Sympathetic to their plight, William James Moriarty wants to topple it all. Frustrated by systematic inequality, Moriarty strategizes to fix the entire nation. Not even consulting Detective Sherlock Holmes can stand in his way. It's time for crime to revolutionize the world. So normally we follow Sherlock Holmes, but this is a guy who wants to topple the system through crime. He's basically the the crime coordinator. He's this high-class member who can make crimes happen, but for 
good reasons, I guess you can say it's very morally am, am, uh, ambiguous. And it's something that I think ask a good question and it's something that gives us a different perspective because Sherlock Holmes is in this show but he's from a villain perspective and we follow the villain as our MC I think it's something that's super super interesting Moriarty the page uh the Patriot every Sunday I will be watching and uh, this is definitely your bag like this is your bag a thousand percent yeah but just your description like has me a lot uh more intrigued by it because like at first I'm thinking it's just like a okay, we get a Sherlock Holmes alternate, like we get like a villain, like an opposite, no, and we get like different. a villain story. But now that you're saying, it's kind of like he's a, a, viral, a hero through being a villain. And uh, it just gives me like light Yagami vibes, except That's he's not was... just scummy. You feel no, me? It's like, I love I love shows where you follow the antagonist as far as uh, uh, the villain, but you see them as the hero and you like kind of see the hero as the villain, but not really as the villain, just the antagonist. And um, I, that, just that, that description is intriguing enough for me to at least give it a first episode run. Just see, you what should, I, just see how I feel about it. You should definitely give it a first uh, episode. And and like you said, very heavy, like Yagami vibes. I'd say even more so if you love Code Geass, Lelouch, very much Lelouch vibes. Like 1,000%. He's fall, Moriarty falls in this category of Lelouch and L. I mean, Lelouch and Light, how there's these, they're these villains, but they're also the hero of their story. So and like the fact that he's trying to stop systematic inequality, that's big for me. I love that, all that shit. But like you said, like the last one was very Chris bag. This one's very Linden bag for sure. And another thing I like about anime, uh, like anime like this too, is that I love when we, uh, and you know, I'm a weeb. So I love all of J- Japan, you know, Sakura Fallen, fucking samurai ask fucking we're in Tokyo. Uh, but I do love whenever anime leaves, uh, you know, it's it's goes to a different and, country. Yeah, yeah I, I love when I when I see like these, you know, London, France, American type of uh, it's like perspectives. You feel me? Like you get a you get a different a different perspective from Japanese. Uh, and not Mbaka. every detective, not every detective anime is great. Like, and that's what makes it like the reason why uh, the Sherlock Holmes Kabuki show was so great was the fact that it was more so in present day and it was comedy it was weird it was very intriguing that's what made that great the reason why and i'm gonna talk about millionaire detective in a little bit which made that great was completely different than this and i think all three of those can exist as great detective anime that people should watch because it goes from a different perspective like we're seeing him work solve crimes through crime which is nuts like in the way he's orchestrating things to let certain people get revenge no it's super nuts like and I, I i definitely think if you have a funimation app you should at least give moriarty the patriot at least a one episode go through and if that first episode doesn't hook you then it might not be for you but i think it will and bro speaking of speaking of uh speaking of detective anime real quick you want to you want to know how long 2020 has been we got ID invaded this year. Yo, <laughs> no, <laughs> we yeah, got ID invaded 2020. Look, Brenda was January, but still. And look, I think honestly, I like Millionaire Detective and Moriarty the Patriot more than ID invaded. Like that's one that I can say ID invaded is my bag, but it's not good enough for everybody to enjoy. Like you have to be enthralled in detective shit. But this is something that I think is universal in a sense. Whereas ID Invaded was what Funimation tried to push. I don't think that one was as successful as what I feel Millionaire Detective and Moriarty, more so Moriarty the Patriot will be. But that's a good call. Because this is definitely better than Moriarty the Patriot. I mean, this is Moriarty the Patriot's definitely better than ID Invaded, at least the first episodes comparing to each other. 
And I'm not gonna lie, Millionaire Detective has been intriguing for me. I don't know if the dub's out yet, but I'm waiting on the dub for that. The, the, the I dub is out. Watch that one. Some of the dub is out. And I definitely recommend the dub. Because that's the one with Dice Gate, right? Yep. Dice Gate definitely sounds like a compelling character. I definitely love the premise of the show and everything as well. Um, just sounds dope. That's definitely gonna get a peep for me too uh, soon. Cause I've been well, watching shit. and reading a lot of shit lately, so this is definitely about to get one that's thrown in a rotation. Well, shit, I might as well just it's, go through that one real quick, just because it came out during the COVID delay. And okay, so Millionaire Detective, it's all out right now. It's all out. Some of the dub is out, not all of it. But I must say, this dub is one of my favorite dubs. Like it is one of my favorite dubs. Damn, it, it is good. Millionaire Detective is an amazing story. And like, once you get into it, you get hooked. Daisuke is, uh, is basically this Bruce Wayne-esque guy who has all these different gadgets. He's rich and he's trying to become a cop. And, it, and the story that unfolds in Millionaire Detective is a very intriguing and compelling story all the way through. And I definitely think if you, the fact that you liked what you saw from it from the start, you will love how this thing ends. It's all out right now, but only four English episodes are out. And the English is um, I, like, I, I, if I'm going to rewatch it all when the dub comes out, that's how good the dub is. Damn. And I ain't gonna lie, bro. And you if, know me, if, I don't champion dubs all the time. If the sub and the like actual content, like aside from the dubs, if the, if you could watch that first season, front to back sub and dub that's that's a, that's how you know it's something that's impactful because i'm not gonna lie i watch demon slayer dub and sub i watch hunter Fire hunter force. dub and sub Fire force dub and sub like when i say dub and sub i mean like with Fire force i was kind of back and forth in it but sometimes i watch uh the same episode both but like with hunter hunter i'll finish watching it in sub and then it started premiering in dub and i was like great y'all want to announce this shit right after i finished catching up and i watch that bitch week to week in dub like you know what i'm saying same thing with dragon ball super same thing with um what was the other one i said demon slayer yeah and know. promise neverland for sure promise neverland i watched again in dub so i love those that's a testament in, this, in itself to say that you already watched it sub because there's a lot of shows i watch in sub and it's like i got it i, I might, if i watch it again i might watch it again in sub and that's how that's how good Millionaire Detective is that I watched all the sub and then went through and watched the dub. Like that's I'm waiting for a new episodes. So that's when I got Chris to give us another one that you have. I want to hear about Yashime. I know you got it. Oh yeah. I've been watching this other one too, but this one is definitely it came out in February 2020. It's like a, it's called Science Fell in Love. So I tried to prove it. I'm just throwing that in there real quick for the romance fans. It is a, a rom-com, like some some romantic uh-huh. comedy shit. That's the some end. college like <laughs> it's like it reminds me of Big Bang Theory, because it's except it's two nerds, right? It's like a nerd ass dude, a nerd ass chick. They work together or they 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 study together at a university, and it's like the chick figures out she fell in love with a dude and they're both nerds. And you know how Sheldon and his old lady are on um Big, <laughs> on the Big Bang Theory? Yeah. It reminds me of that because she's like, hey, I think I'm in love with you. And he's like, what? You tripping? And she's like, nah, bitch, I'm a scientist. Nigga, we about to get to the bottom of this. I've literally got it down to a science. I think why. And he's like, he's like, that's a dope a dope premise. He's like, I don't know what the fuck I feel. He's like, we gotta, we gotta get to the bottom of it. And it's just like some stupid experimental funny shit. But I definitely uh I liked it. I was sitting there like this came out in 2022. 2020's been hitting us with a bunch of just random pack, but everything's been good. Just I had to throw it out there for the uh, for the uh, romance fans. You feel me? If y'all, yeah. y'all like that shit, comedy, slice of life type deal. It was definitely uh, got some chuckles out of me. But the last one I want to talk about for on my end, you feel me? Gotcha. Definitely Yashihime. Yeah. This shit. Episode. Oh, you're not one. talking about hip, the the MC one? 
Oh, I forgot about that one too. Wait, well, uh, after you do Yashime, I'll do No Bleeds, and then you can finish off with the MC one before we okay. review. But real right. quick, before you get to Yashime, let me just say this: something that I just just saw. It's new to Funimation. I'm gonna read you the description. I think we're both gonna watch this. It's called Ikabor, uh, Iku, uh Bukuru Westgate Park. Crime-ridden Ikaboru ha- is having is is a haven for violent gangs, the Yakuza, and home to Makoto Majima. To protect his friends, this charismatic troubleshooter mediates disputes among the warring factions, even fixing problems the police can't. But when the rising tide of violence in uh, Makito, losing a loved one, can he ride out the storm or will he drown in all the bloods that flood the street? I'm watching this as soon as we finish. What's it called again? <laughs> it's called I I W G P Ikaboru. Boo Kuro Westgate Park, but just type in IWGP on Funimation and look at that. Uh, look at the thing, it's just like a bunch of delinquents. This is right up your alley. Looks good. (laughs) This is my bag, like, bro. This is about to get peeped ASAP, bro. (laughs) This shit look like my bag. (laughs) Next week, we will, I mean, next anime talk, we will talk about IWGP. But I, when I saw, I was scrolling through to get to uh. Just on the Funimation thing and just premiered, and I was like, "Wait, what is this?" And I had to click on it real quick. Good thing I did. This shit looks great. This is like gangster, but just more uh, delinquent style stuff. I like that type of shit, man. That shit, this is definitely about to get peeped for me, and that's Hell that's yeah. big facts. So I just wanted to throw that one out there because that that's big on the Funimation app right now. But we will review that next uh next pod. But Chris, give us to y- uh, Yashihime, not to cut you off. Okay, for sure. Well, Yashihime, um, episode one, right? You get. All these fucking callbacks to you, uh, about to say you show to fucking Inuyasha, and they hit every single fan service spot they could hit. I watched episode one with Fade, and he was like, Nigga, they wanted to let you know they didn't forget nothing. You feel me? They wanted to let you know everybody gonna be in this bitch, but uh, definitely all the older characters went there, like Inuyasha Kagome. Um, fuck, I forget the old lady's name. I, it was on the tip of my tongue, I was, I was saying it earlier, but uh. Uh, Kaede, uh, they they show you Moroku, Sango, basically the whole Inuyasha cast is brought back. Like whenever the first episode of Yashihime starts, you it starts off with um, I guess what is the main character Toa, and um, she's in the middle of this crazy adventure. There, some shit's going down. These she's having a meeting with these people that are like, yeah, we got these jewels, yada yada, whatever the case may be, and it just looks like they're throwing you right into it, right? So I'm sitting there like, who the fuck is, like, what is going on? They're just, this how we're going to start? They're just giving you, okay, this is Shishomaru's daughter. We're not even going to tell you it's Shishomaru's daughter. She's just in the middle of some kind of mission. And then out of nowhere, fucking Inuyasha's daughter comes out. I'm like, okay, so this is like the fucking Inuyasha Popov girls right now? <laughs> but uh, it just seems like they dived into it. And then right after what they were like, earlier on that day type shit. And it kind of, it brings it's you funny. back to like, early on in that, in that time period, it, it runs you back what happened at the end of Inuyasha that's set into the events that are going on. And then uh, episode one was basically just that. It kind of had like a a flashback to back in the day, uh, right at the end of Inuyasha before we start opening this chapter. Uh, And it seems like it doesn't connect for me 100% yet, just because, you know, we don't see Shishomaru uh, too much. We just see um, mainly like Inuyasha and the gang do their own little mission. And then boom, you see Shishomaru's daughter. She's like at the forefront. So I'm, I'm waiting for that to still connect. But when you get to episode two, that was more of the true episode one to me because episode mm. one was really just like fan service for Inuyasha fans. Yeah. It was like, hey, you're watching the Inuyasha sequel. Yeah. I just want to let you know it connects. We're, we're going to let... It was like to say, if they would start with episode two, it'd have been like, people would have liked it. But 
I, I feel like even if you're not an Inuyasha fan, if you start from episode two, you, the character is compelling enough to where you, you'll you get interested in the story because it's its own standalone story. It was almost but like episode, a episode one, zero in episode one where episode zero is like the, like the you know, like the background, like exactly. the stuff for people before. For Inuyasha fans to be like, stick around. We're going to make sure y'all are treated, but just we got to get the ball rolling and kind of show you these characters at first. But we, we want you to know, we didn't forget about your favorite characters, but because episode two, you really just see new characters. So it's sitting there like, you're going to see the old characters eventually, but I'm just more fixated and excited about these new characters because they're all compelling. Like um, the main character, Toa, it starts off, and I don't want to spoil too much, but basically it's like these two sisters, you feel me? Toa and uh, Setsuna, and they're in the old demon world, lollygagging as little kids, having fun swinging through trees and shit. It's cute, whatever. Uh, they get separated. Like Hakagome went back to um, the OG, you know, feudal yeah. Japan or whatever and met Inuyasha. They, uh, one of the girls goes to the future, and that's the um the white and red hair one, and the other one stays in the past. You feel me? What's her name? What's the white and red? Is that Toei? That's Toa, yeah. And uh there's uh Setsuna too, and that's the black hair one. I thought that was gonna be a different somebody else's child, but apparently that's they're both that's, uh, yeah, sisters. The sisters, yeah. But uh they get separated, one of them stays in the past, and the uh white and red hair one comes to the future. She instantly meets her foster parent, he takes her under his uh takes her under his wing and like brings her in his house. It's like him and his already daughter. And now he's her, you know, I guess stepdaughter or whatever, maybe adopted daughter. And uh, it, it shows her, it immediately jumps into her growing up and being a teenager in that world. And she got her hair cut short, like a dude. She's wearing pants. She's not wearing like your typical Japanese school girl outfit. She's wearing like, you know, dude outfit. She look like some fucking uh, silver year meshy outfit on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, her dad's sending her off. He's like, Hey, don't fight. Like, don't, don't get no fucking fights today. And she's like, ah, I'm not, not, not going to get any fights. And she <laughs> instantly walks out. And this gang of thugs look like some Yu Yu Hakusho, you know, street delinquents pull up on her like, yeah, bitch, you beat us up yesterday, but nigga, it's, we got time again today, bitch. And we, you're not about to do us like you did us yesterday. You feel me? And then she whooped their ass. They go back and call their gang leader and it ended up being a big ass thing. And just, it, it has so many... Uh, references to like just old Japanese anime, Japanese culture and shit in it. The fighting was A1. The, the story was compelling. You know what I'm saying? You get these these thug characters, even the thug characters are compelling. You don't like them, but you're not supposed to like them. You know what I'm saying? It, just the whole future scenario is dope. Then they bring you back to the past and they show you Inuyasha's daughter, Moroha, and she's like a fucking uh, Black Star from Soul Eater kind of, you know, uh, Inosuke kind of character. She just rambunctious, don't give a fuck, co- like comedic. Uh, she calls herself Bini, uh, Bini Yasha or Binu Yasha or something like that. Bini Yasha, <laughs> like a just like a, a callback. Her her nickname, her name, like a nickname off of uh, Inuyasha's nickname, uh, Inuyasha's name, and just that shit is just off the meat rag. Like from from front to back of episode two and episode one. Because episode one they hit the fan service how they were supposed to hit it, but episode two they they really got the ball rolling on a, a great new story and all the characters did a good job of showing you that they're kids of a certain character, but at the same time, they're their own character and they're compelling enough for you to want to, to know what their story is in general by itself. Cause just, you know, the uh, Inuyasha's daughter seems like it's going to be great comic relief. The main character Toa, she seems like she's going to be a badass, And even Setsuna seems like she's going to be her own kind of buttercup kind of badass character. So I'm hyped to see where this goes from here. Would you say that how Moriarty the Patriot is my favorite besides JJK, would you say that Yashihime is your favorite besides JJK from this fall 2020 lineup? Outside of the ones we're about to review next? Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, besides, yeah, besides, yeah, besides JJK and, uh, of course, Fire Force. 
I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like if, if we were doing, you know, how we do the the episodes, like where we rank them, you know, one to uh, five or one to ten. If I was ranking, you know, the sports climbing girls one to five, I'd probably give it a good four, four point two or whatever. Inuyasha, like both of the episodes get good fives. I mean, uh, Yashihime. That's why Moriarty the Patriot gets a five from me. What you giving Akadama? I'm thinking I'm giving that one a four. I give that one a solid four, like not four point nothing, just solid four. I might give it a four point something soon because like the first episode was hella good, and if it gets better, I can only imagine because like I love the action, I love the characters already. Like it, like episode one of that one did a great job of showing you uh, what's coming. Yeah, like in the personality of the characters too. They really everybody's per like to say that they introduced like seven characters, all of them shine. You feel no, me? one hundred percent. And then no bleeds, the final one that I have, I'd give that one a four point two, four point three. I thought for Crunchyroll Originals, this is one of the best first episodes they've done, and more so than granted. Tower of God, I love and think it's one of the best episodes, one of the best animes of 2020, but we can both agree we both had to watch the first episode twice because it was just like, this isn't that great. And then God of High School episode one was just fights. It was whatever. No bleeds. We get a story and we get to know where we're going. We get to see the villains and and everything that's going on. Basically, no bleeds. This, uh, we don't know he's a vampire yet, but Rizel, protector of the nobles, along with his Laura Butler Frankenstein and former Union Experiment M21, continue to spend their days at Yi Ran High School while keeping their true identity secret. They were living their lives normal until one day a violent gang barges onto the school grounds. M21 is forced to make a choice to protect the students. Meanwhile, the DA5, a mysterious special forces team that works for the Union, is dispatched to Japan to investigate an ongoing mission. What will be Come of the trio's new peaceful life looks incredible fights are pretty dope i enjoy the character of rizel who's the main uh the main uh, protagonist his butler frankenstein who's the head of the school is a good cover and then i love this m21 experiment security for the school and their i love the school being their their lives that are incognito of who they actually are and then when you see the da5 which is this union group who are these special ops guys when you see them how badass they are one of them's a gun master one of them has bazookas like they're just badasses that run super fast and do all kind of gun toting shit and it's just mm-hmm. it's just amazing so no please i will be watching this season it's not moriarty the patriot but solid 4.2 and i definitely think if you have vrv and crunchyroll you should at least check out the first episode of no please I'm definitely gonna peep that one out too, cause I, I I saw the first like maybe five minutes of it, uh, basically like the war, uh, type shit where they were like blowing the, that, shit. That's up the DA five. Like that. That's the union. And then that's the, I, that's the I, villains. I got out of it right when they started the school shit before they did like the um explaining who the, the MCs. Yeah, but no. from the the characters looked pretty dope. It looked like it was gonna be uh the animation was pretty cool too. No, I look, I, I loved everything I saw from it, so I, I was very pleased with what they gave us. But, Krista, let's get to what we've both been watching. JJK, it's time for the review. Let me see if I can get the description of the... Because uh, they don't have them on... Uh, anim- they don't have them on uh, VRV. So let me see if I can get the description. If not, I'll just describe oh, it because I, I know pretty much what happens. Okay, so... Yeah, I watched episode one, like... I want to say five times. Like, I watched it first. <laughs> I, I, I kind of watched through it without really knowing what was going on with no sub. But with the sub, it felt like watching a whole new episode. Even though I read the manga first uh, first couple of chapters when I watched episode one. But I ain't gonna lie, bro. See, I, I watched the, even episode two. I watched two or this three is, times. I'm definitely going to watch it. 
watch this one week to week. I mean, even though I've read the manga, this is something I'm looking forward to watching because this is one that the manga I read for the story, but now watching the anime, it's bringing it to life. Kind of like what you said for Burn the Witch, where I'm enjoying seeing these characters be brought to life and everything they've done. But episode one, Yuji Itadori, a normal high school student with incredible athleticism, would rather hang out with his senpai in the occult club than run on the track. However, after losing his grandfather, Yuji's club, Yuji's club comes face to face with the grim reality of curses. In order to save his friends, Yuji teams up with jujitsu student Megumi Fushigiro to exercise the courses, the curses and recover the cursed object of Sukuna. Episode one was nuts, man. We get we get like the backdrop of how Yuji's this athletic kid. We see that how he loses his grandfather, what kind of gives him his purpose in life. We get to see Megami, his rival and best friend. We get a little taste of his personality. Uh, I think JJK, and I know people, I saw some people tweeting about this to say that JJK is a Naruto copy. And I agree that that is dumb. I agree that that's, that's idiotic, but I will say this JJK. You could tell that Gagey was inspired by Kishimoto because there's no way you can't look at Megami, Yuji, the uh, girl that's coming to join their crew in episode three in uh, Goju and not see inspiration from team seven. That that's all I gotta say with that. Cause I definitely see inspiration from Megami being Sasuke, Naruto, Yuji, Sakura, the the female member of their team, and then Goju, uh, Satori, Kakashi. And then when you find out Goju's powers, Kakashi. <laughs> like inspiration. I don't think it's a copy. Cause I do agree with the tweet that I saw that said, if you say it's a copy, that's ignorant. I do agree with that, but I definitely, am I off with saying, do you see the inspiration in episode? Oh, one? definitely. I just see the, you know, the, uh, the, the team, the team of three, two dudes, one chick, and the, even the, you know, the, the leader looks like Kakashi to a certain extent, like the white hair, the silver yeah, hair. Yeah, and then, then when you find out he has the like, mask. when you find out what's under his eyes, it'll be even more so to Kakashi. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ready to. I just wish I had the whole fucking season in my hands because this is one I just want to binge. Like it's so hard for me still to this day not to crack open the manga. I'm waiting till the season's finished and I'm catching up on the manga because I can't I can't hold back. I have every volume in my cabinet right now, just waiting to be read. But this is definitely a great story. One thing I will say, it, it I I can't speak too much to the Naruto comparisons outside of just the the team, but I do see. Uh, Chainsaw Man similarities. You feel me? Not like, you know what I'm saying? Inspira- I don't feel like inspirations were drawn or anything, but it's just like, you know, uh, like how My Hero and uh, uh, My Hero and One Punch Man came around around the same time. You feel me? It's like this, we're getting this wave of like curses and like devil type shit and like have, uh, I, I really want to know what's up with Megumi's power. The Divine Dogs looked amazing animated. Oh my god! Oh yeah, gosh. for sure. In episode one, it looked amazing. When he bust out his his Divine Dogs, his curses, oh man, and if you want to know about Megumi's powers, just wait, Krista. You're gonna, I feel like you're gonna, the fact that you just said that, I know you're gonna love Megumi because he has, he has some shit coming with him. It looks super different than how they did it in Chainsaw Man, but he reminded me of a Chainsaw Man character. I don't know if you got that far in the uh, manga, but there's this guy who he does like this little, he does like a little wolf's hand signal and like he'll do it like over some shit and then the the wolf demon, like he summons it, uh, or the wolf devil that he summons it to come do some shit. But like with him, he did like the the little dog symbol and his dogs actually pulled up Here, and it was like, yeah. 
and uh, it's like he summoned them, but they were they were small, but not not small. They were like big, like bigger than labs type dogs. They're like some big wolves. You feel me? But uh, the big ass wolves came out, and it was like a pack, of, not a pack of them, but like I want to say it was like two. two or three. It was a black one and a uh, white one. And that's really dope. I really love that power. I really love the similarities between that and then just other similarities in it as far as just uh, I thought how the curses looked, has his curse. I thought the curses looked incredible. Like oh, how they looked they, disgusting and grotesque. But that's how the manga is and they made it work. One. Like that's how the, the manga makes it really, really gross. And, and when episode two, uh, Satoru tells him like some shit about that. Uh, and we'll get to that in episode two, but like it's gonna be a grotesque story. Like Nothing like this, this. This story gets really grim and really dark, and like mm-hmm. they executed that very well in episode one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely uh, see how they brought it to life. Just reading the first couple chapters, the anime really took it to the next level of, of making sure they drive that point home with everything they did. Like even the point to uh, you know uh, Yuji's grandfather's death, it, it hit super hard. It hurt to watch. You feel me? It was definitely um, compelling. It wasn't just like. Uh, one of the things that I got to say negative against Demon Slayer, episode one, you meet his parents, his parents dead. You meet his family, his family dead. The only one that's left over is... Uh, uh, Nezuko. Nezuko. And it's like, why should I care at the end of the day? Like, you go through this whole season of Tanjiro trying to avenge his family and getting uh, Nezuko back, but it's like, I'm just there for the fucking fights. I'm there for the, you know, the Inosuke action. I'm there for the, the world building of but that. But this makes you, know you care about Yuji. This makes yeah. you, like... I, I really like him as a, a MC. Like as an MC, it really helps him get a lot of character. You feel me? Uh, early on, and it goes back to what I was saying. He's new big three. Him, him, Asta, and Deku are the are the, the the guys that are leading the new the new the new gen. And we're gonna see Young Yuji's story continue. Would you rank episode one one through five? Before, I, I honestly, I honestly could see Yuji being my favorite out of all three. To be honest mm. with you, like. Early on, he's giving me vibes of like Use K. He's giving me vibes of like, you know, what I'm saying my favorite, my some of my favorite other uh, uh, anime MCs. I feel like he's like doper than Ichigo, but he has a similar vibe to Ichigo. Like he, he's like, oh, he's I like, really dope. Oh, oh, I like Yuji more than Ichigo. Oh, my oh no, he's sitting on Ichigo. But what I'm saying is his design is similar, like with the little spiky hair and just the the he, his design is similar, but it's way more badass. He reminds me of an amalgamation of like a, a fusion of Yusuke, Ichigo, and Naruto. Yeah, for that's definitely super accurate. And he takes the best qualities of all of, of them all of them. Yeah. None of the bad qualities. None of the yes. One thousand percent. Loved it. Loved episode one. Um, one other thing. I, well, we talked about how the curses looked. We talked about Megami's power. Yeah. I mean, oh, he, uh, Yuji's natural athleticism and how he fought the curse. He was hanging real well before he got Skuna. Mm-hmm. So. But what would you rate episode and, one? Oh, go ahead. Anything else you got? Just because this is this was heavy. It was like as far as a first episode, this has the best first episode of the year, hands down. Like of out of any any show, just it it, it definitely had a lot going on. Pulled like, you in. You you meet his his school friends from his club. I even like them. Like I like the chick and the dude. I, I like seeing that whole situation unfold. They don't. They don't come, I know they don't come back. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, it, it reminds me of like Cool Bar's friends or like some, yeah. shit, some motherfuckers you see it early on you Hockey Show or some shit like that. It's like they're they were compelling in their own. You feel me? The the PE coach that was like, yeah, I'm a. I tried to pick some shit you ain't good at just to take. You know what I'm saying? Like I was gonna beat you. You feel me? Regardless, but. You feel me? You are good at a lot of shit. So I had to pick the one shit you were, you weren't good at, and you just like I'm good at this shit too. Shut up, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that, 100. Uh, I definitely saw people pushing this as like a horror action shonen 
comedy and it hits the comedy uh, it does. everything that was funny in this episode. When it does the super- little faces in in oh, I love when it. When you do yeah, I think they execute the UG faces great. And when when you get the Megami faces, and then when you get uh I, I need to get the girl's name so I can just uh, stop Nobara, saying the girl. Nobara or Nobara? It's either see. Nobara or Nobara. I'm gonna get it real quick. I, it's one of those. I'm gonna find it, but her uh but yeah, no, just the all the comedy between all of them. I just I love it. I love I love everything J, uh, JJK did, and I think you're right. This is one of the best first episodes for a new story in a long time. Like this was a great first episode, sucked you in incredibly. What would you rank episode one, one through five? I, I really don't want to give it a five. I really don't, but I feel like I have to. I I really want to give it a five because it was a great first episode. Like, we just gotta call it like it is. It's no a five. Unturned. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard five. For yeah, it's no borrow. Like, That's a name. From the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode, to the end of the episode, there were no weak points. When I tell you, I watched it like five, six times, and every single time, like I watched it by myself, watched it with Fade, watched it with my girl, watched it again on my own. You feel me? And it 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 kept me the whole way through. You feel me? Like I watched it from front to back, caught something new every time. Felt like uh, felt like they gave me a full movie's worth of like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Introduction. So I gotta I give really it a five, man. And like honestly, from episode one, I'm probably gonna give episode two a five. Let's get to it. Episode two, <laughs> following the delay of the secret execution, Yuji is brought to the Tokyo uh, Metropolitan Cursed Technical School, the Jiu-Jitsu school. He's interviewed by the principal who Texas conv- who tests his conviction to see if he's worthy of becoming a Jiu-Jitsu sorcerer. So basically, in episode two, we uh, we meet. Satoru Goju, Satoru Gojo, my guy, the my favorite character, and he basically uh, tells him like, "Yo, you can maybe be the host for uh, Skuna, or we're gonna kill your ass. Either way, you're gonna die. So you can either choose to work with us and then die and prolong your life, or I can kill you right now and me and Megami go about our way. And these curses are all done right now, but." He uh Yuji chooses to go with him in Satoru. Uh Goju wants him to choose that anyway because Goju wants to use Yuji because Yuji being the host of Skuna is something that we haven't seen in a thousand years. We get Skuna's uh Sakuna's backstory about how he was this human, then turned to this four-arm curse, who's like one of the strongest curses ever. But Sat uh Satoru Goju tells him, like, yo, I could beat him. It would just be a little difficult, but I'd beat him, and that gets you. That should make your head start turning. Like, how how strong is this Satoru Goju guy? Like, how strong is is Goju man? Like, what can he do? And then seeing Yuji uh, go in and out of his state, it gave me very. It, it seen. It, I don't want to say Naruto Kurama vibes, but it's it it gives you that Naruto Kurama Asta in his devil. It gives you that that vibe of being like uh, possessed by the demon inside of you. But where Kurama. And I believe the devil with Asta will go where they can maybe change them to make them good. I don't see Sakuna, uh, uh, Sakuna being good. I don't see that at all. No, not at all. I definitely love the fact that Yuji has his power inside of him. And I, I want to see how he wields it. And I want to see what comes of that. And I'm definitely loving the possession thing to where he has a whole other fucking personality inside of him. Um, it's definitely done differently than what I've, how I've seen it get done before. Uh, to where it's definitely original, it's fresh. Um, and it's definitely interesting. You feel me? I just love the character design of Sukuna. Um, whenever he starts taking over uh, Yuji's body, 
Yeah, you, you um, get the faces and the eyes and everything, and just the way he gets all crazy looking. It and just even just after the fact that Yuji has uh, Sakuna in his body, you see yeah, the closed the eyes. Lines. Yeah, I thought that was really that's something, dope. That's something I didn't notice in the anime. I mean, in the manga, but the anime makes it very apparent that like Yuji's changed from being inside of this. And bro, just Gojo Goju's like a fight with Sakuna was just bad ass like oh yeah just doing that bow bow and just man satoru uh satoru goju is my favorite man that dude badass character now i I forgot to say this in episode one too but like uh definitely one of the main things that's sticking out and this is why i I give it such a demon slayer comparison you feel me even though i feel like it might blow demon slayer out of the water and just skyrocket past it as far as just anime uh, anime goes but um, even the first episode, whenever Yuji was fighting that spirit at the end, and when he was forced to swallow the uh the finger and shit like that, and how he was standing on the uh the demon's face and he had his legs open, like holding his mouth open and shit, it was just every single uh stitch of animation and fight scenes is is done exceptionally well. Gotta give Mappa well. its props. Gotta give Mappa its props. The way like that they've said, been just animating this is beautiful. Oh yeah, but. Like literally, like whatever you say in the uh, Gojo fight too, like Gojo versus uh, what was it, Sakuna? Yeah, Bruh, just the fluidity of it. Like they did one of those things where I was like, I was bitching about earlier, where it was like you see the camera go all over the place to get different angles and like a one shot kind of no blinking scenario kind of thing. Bad. And uh, they pulled it off ex- exceptionally. Like not only did they pull it off, but they pulled it off well. Want to talk about two great episodes to pull you into something? Mappa mm. and Crunchyroll are doing their thing. They know they have their a hit on their hands. I know Gage is happy. The uh, mangaka, I know Shonen Jump is happy. Jujutsu Kaisen is going to be a hit. Just mm. from seeing, just at the start of just Megami, lovable character. His divine dogs, his attacks, makes you want to know more about Megami. Satoru Goju. You, see, you just see him punch the air and just like shoot a big air boss and just like knock Sakuna out of the way. Makes him... I want to know more about him. And then Yuji and Sakuna, you want to know more about them. Those three characters who they introduce you to are so endearing. And even the principal gives you like his own aesthetic and vibe, like the principal of the jujitsu school. It makes oh, I you love learn him. more about the jujitsu people. In it, but it goes back to what you said about episode one, how they made his friends endearing, how they made his grandpa endearing. They're making sure they do great characterization of each of these characters you meet. You may only meet them one time, but the experience that you have with them is impactful. I got to give this episode a five. I do, and it's not it's not because of hype. It's just because it's of the, it's the quality of 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 Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, to, now if episode three doesn't live up to these standards, it won't give a five. But they they've set the bar for themselves pretty well, high. I, I think it will. Like from what I've seen so far, I, I, I give. Oh yeah, and they I, leaked. I say they it's did on the way. Leak, they definitely leaked episode three. Well, they didn't leak it. Uh, Crunchyroll put it out on YouTube for twenty four hours. Chris did and they only it. gave you they only gave you half they only gave you half episode three so they give you the first half up until the halfway point and they were like oh yeah shit's about to go down next episode so I'm tuning in next episode but even this one like I want to say a couple standouts for me too as well like with the with the animation when Gojo first took Yuji to the to the school and you started seeing the scenery of just how beautiful everything yeah. was or they made that shit look beautiful it beautiful. gave me vibes of like you remember the first time you see Konoha or the first time you see uh the Serete uh the Serete and Bleach just like when you see like I think Gage got the the scenery of this anime world he made it look beautiful it, it, they definitely went for like and this is a big stretch to 
to say. Now, this is a big compliment to give, but it looked like on some Miyazaki scenery type shit. Like, they definitely took that shit serious. It looked great. It really it wasn't just It wasn't just backdrop. That shit was beautiful. It was 1,000%. I agree with you, and I, I'm excited that we got JJK to review this season because we're in for a treat. Right now, we have oh, yeah. two heavy hitters. It's not like last year where we might have had, like, or two years ago when we first started this pod, when we had, like, Goblin Slayer on the, on the deck or when we had, like, you know, some misses on the deck. No, right now, fall 2020, we got two bangers. Oh, yeah. We got a bunch. Like we got more. We got like to be honest with you, all the other ones on the side too are really great too. Yeah. But uh, literally, fall twenty twenty is probably one of the best seasons we've had in a while. It's just as far as consistency. And to say how hype twenty nineteen was, twenty twenty is turning out to be a good year. When you I was have, just telling my girl that, bro. I was we, saying like we were literally saying at the beginning of the year, oh man, this year ain't gonna be like last year, bro. This shit is damn near crazy competition. It's crazy competition it's up for there. last year. When you have Doro Hidoro, Fire Force. God of High, I mean, not God of High School, Tower of God, now JJK, Attack on Titan, Moriarty the Patriot, Millionaire Detective, Yashahime, like, that's that's heavy hitters. That's a that's a solid year. I couldn't so, ask for a better fall 2020, to be honest with you. Like, everything's impressing. Everything is impressing me so far. Like, it's killing summer 2020, to be honest with you. No, you that's a me? fact. Even Fire Force, it was great in the summer, but it's about to even pick up even more you know what I'm saying? In the, right uh, now, in the, in, fall. in the fall. But before we get to that, like, I, I do got to say, uh, another thing that stood out to me with this one was the whole, the whole, uh, principal, the Yaga, Yaga Masamichi or whatever. Yeah. His whole fight with, uh, Yuji, bro, that shit was captivating, bro, as far as how he was like, nah, give me a good answer. You ain't getting into school. He was like, my, my grandpa died and said, nah, fuck what your grandpa's talking about. What do you want to do? you going like, to curse what is, him. Going I thought on? that was like, impactful yeah. as fuck. Like, he was like, you're, when you get on your deathbed, you're going to blame your grandpa for the situation you're in. Like, no, you have to do this because you want to do this, not because someone else is telling you to do this. And when he was like, I just want to live without regrets and I'm the only person who can do this. That's why I want to do this. I thought that was just MC of Yuji. I think that so was just heavy, like, bro. Let, letting you know, like, this is a good MC that we're following. So mm-hmm. it made you very endearing to Yuji, 1000%. And it doesn't feel forced. Like a lot of... yeah. A lot of problems I have with Shonen MCs, especially Shonen Jump MCs, is that they're so Shonen Jump MCs. Like, they just do Shonen Jump MC type shit. They either expected. fall under the Ichigo, Naruto, or Luffy category. And see, Ichigo is a, a prime example for me of, of MCs that are cool, but they weren't done, they weren't executed exceptionally. Like, I know Bleach Task Force is going to come for me. I fuck with Ichigo. Ichigo's a badass character. He's not he's my dope. favorite character in Bleach. He's not. He's, he's not my favorite MC of the big three uh, by a long shot. You know, you get a lot of crazy development with Naruto, a lot of crazy development with uh, even Luffy. A lot of people say Luffy doesn't get development. And to me, they're just not watching the same One Piece yeah, they're not. or reading the same One Piece. But um, as far as MCs, Ichigo's kind of bland. You know, he's cool, but he's kind of bland compared to a Naruto, Luffy, Yusuke, Goku um, and Yuji is starting off like even Tanjiro is kind of bland. If you want to be honest with you, Tanjiro and Deku they both are really good characters, and I don't want to do my boy Deku that and yeah, put him in the Tanjiro say, category. Yeah, don't put Deku but, there because Deku has a lot of characters. He does, but I feel like he's not Naruto level yet. You feel me? Like still, like oh. I feel like he got some time, to, some time to go. Can, like re- can we re- can we revisit this after season like, five? This, like, like this is. Let me not let you make that claim until season five. Cause that's a tough, that's a tough. Definitely got my guy my take there from t- just to just to piss people off. I, I don't know if you saw my my tweet. You feel me about the Deku shit? But I said literally, people used to give Deku shit. 
Like the My Hero fan, like My Hero haters used to be like, oh, your favorite MC ate that piece of hair and now he got his powers. This is similar with the Yuji shit, but it, it's just a good comparison to say first season Deku was not fourth season Deku. Season one Yuji is already up there. Like this nigga is top tier MC from episode two. You feel that's me? Like true, Deku, but I think, you got to grow into Deku. I think that's what make Deku such a great MC. It's like you, you, you see him grow. And He's you like don't, the underdog. Yeah, and... and that's what makes Deku great as an MC, but we're not talking see, about I my like hero that, right now. I feel like Naruto plays that that underdog card better. But and uh, again with like the Yuji, Yuji's not like that's why he kind of reminds me of of Yusuke more because Yusuke came out the gate. He was like, "Nigga, I'm whooping everybody's ass. Nobody want to see me." And you already got the cool bar. He's like, "I'm coming to be number one." It's like, "Nigga, you have to settle for number two because I'm the goat." It just shows you how goaded the MC was. And Yuji from episode one, minute one, you just seeing that this dude is. Before he swallows the fucking finger, he's already badass. He's no, already that's MC material. That is a big fact, but I'm not gonna let you do my guy Deku like that. But <laughs> love, loving JJK right now. Let's jump to Fire Force, which is because it's we say this every week, but it's one of my favorite shows in 2020. Like it, Fire Force is fucking amazing, and we meet a new character. We're getting into the Hajima arc. Let's begin episode 14. We get a new opening, but it's called the Ashen Reaper. Uh, Lick. Uh, Light reveals that the other members t- reveals to the other members of the eighth that he's been spying on them for Hajima. Uh, Licht and Shinra come up with a plan to get inside the child uh, pyrokinesis lab where Shinra was institutionalized as a child to uncover some dirt on Hajima and to find the new pillar who was the kid that Rekka uh, inserted with the the bug in season one. So that kid's coming back, and we get to meet this guy. Who's kind of a dude, like not not a douche. He's a child abuser. He's yeah, a, he's, he's worse a fuck. Than a like he, uh, his name is is Kurono in uh, uh, Kur- uh Kurono. Yeah, Kurono, and he is just the the fucking worst, bro. But episode fourteen, very great. We get more of Shinra's backstory about when he was a kid at Hijima. I thought that was dope. I thought it was dope that we get to uh see the new pillar and to see if uh w- what's up with him. Like how how is he gonna Go, we see that he's traumatized from the Rekka experience, which I think is very interesting that they kept Rekka around. And I actually really enjoy that part of the of this character's uh story. Yeah, I'm, th- definitely the new characters introduced in this episode were all um crazy. Yeah, Cr- not madness. Nataku. That's that's the new pillar's name, Nataku. Nataku and Nataku, he that's a that's a hard ass. Uh, like I didn't even know the pillars were set up like this. You know what I'm saying, like, but in you this remember whole lab I told you whole... in that in that intro to season two, to the uh, the first intro, they show uh, like a, a a silhouette of uh, Nataku. Let me see, just uh, because they show uh, her show, they I mean, they show him show Humea Shinra. What's that? What's what's that bitch's name that I hate? That that that's the new pillar. Uh, that's working with the uh, white clad. Pink hair girl. Ink, yeah, Inka. Ink, She's Inka. in there too. Yeah, fuck Inka. All my niggas hate Inka. It's fuck Inka, bro. Bitch sucks. <laughs> Man, I'm not gonna lie though. You like I'm her now? Gonna, I, I like Inka. Like at the end of the day, it's on some fuck Inka shit, just like it was fuck Rachel. But. I will say that uh, seeing her, I don't know if this was this episode or the next episode. That's the next episode. But uh, I, I will say that seeing her in the in the fit, the new fit as a villain, like she's <laughs> like, bro, she's 
grown into the villain, uh, the villain costume. Well, not saying physically, but I'm just saying like she, she looks the part. You introduce her. They introduce her as a neutral character. They show you some of her personality, and you sit there like, is she gonna be a villain? Is she gonna be a hero? And now she's on the villain side. It's like more than just you know, you meet this villain. This villain's like fuck the world. I'm a villain. You know what I'm saying? You meet this chick and you see her turn into a villain just from pure nonchalantness and not wanting to be a boring ass hero. And she's just like a villain for the sake of being a villain. At the same time, you don't know what kind of fucked up trauma she got going through it. Cause she definitely has certain like issues that they address. But like as a villain, I think I'm going to really like her as a villain. You feel me? I feel like she's going to be compelling. I feel like it's going to be to the point where she's going to be ruthless and you know what I'm saying? Main character's going to have to whoop her ass and he's not going to want to. He's she will be like, oh, let me help you. And she's like, nigga, I don't want to be helped. I could see those kind of scenarios already coming. Like, she's going to be a big uh, part of the story down the line. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Let's get back to episode 14. So just everything with uh, Licked and finding out that he's a spy, I thought that was dope. And then we see him, how endearing he is actually to Company 8 and how they're growing on him and how he actually likes them and just the, the plan that they come up with. This was just introducing... Kurano and just the uh, abuse that Hygen was doing to these children and everything. What'd you think of episode 14? What would you rank it one through five? Uh, I'd definitely give it a 4.6. You yeah, I'm giving it a 4.5, 4.6. 4. 4. Uh, just because of, uh, I really love the whole Kurano, Nataku kind of fight thing and how he was abusing the fuck out of that kid. And not saying I like this, seeing that, but I like seeing like the... Like, Fire Force is dark. Like, Fire Force yeah. is taking it there. And just to see... Kurano give you a glimpse of his strength and be like, yeah, nigga, I'm a bully and I'll get off on being a bully. Bully, like, yeah. He was a wild, Kurano's a wild boy, bro. What a wild character <laughs> for Akubo to uh, invent. Like, yeah, son literally said, fuck kids, fuck weak niggas. She's like, I really like fucking I get over a, kids because they I get over, fuck. yeah, I get off on beating up weak niggas. Like, oh, he gets literally, his kicks and, out of that. It really turns up the next episode, but this episode I'm super intrigued. I see his arm, I'm like, damn, this shit looks. Yeah, this nigga he, looks badass. Like as a villain, he's a badass villain already. He has the thing where he used his power too much, where it's like his arm is like burnt. Like he has like the the fucked up shit that uh Beanie Maru's brother has on his shit, but it's even mm-hmm. worse. So, so I got the he ate bandages on that motherfucker. But his but at power the same time, is crazy when we get. But we'll get to that in episode fifteen. He he's just his, his whole aesthetic is dope. His eyes are creepy. His eyes uh, are his, so creepy. His, his pale skin is creepy. His his skull belt is creepy. Everything about him is just it screams psychopath. Yeah. And, it makes me like him as a villain because I don't like him as a person. Like, Facts. He's, don't get it twisted. He a bitch. Like, he's a child abuser. He does some fucked up shit. But as a villain, he's a very compelling a villain. villain. As to where yeah. he's like, whoo, they got to take this nigga down. And how are they going to do it? Yeah. Because he's, he's clearly badass. And in episode 15, we see the fight between Shinra and him. Uh, episode 15's de- uh, description, as Licked signals the rest of uh, Company 8, they break into the Hajima compound where Vulcan and Maki are confronted by an overpowered puppeteer, the angel to Kurano's uh, Grim Reaper. The rest of the company meets up with Shinra and Licht who are facing Kurano when a third party shows up. So we get the Kurano uh, Shinra fight. Uh, does it take place more in episode 14? I feel like it yeah. takes place more in this one. No, oh, no, so no. It, the fight, the Shinra, the Shinra Kurano oh, the fight. Shinra Kurano that's fight all, takes- 
Shiro don't pull up till episode 15. All right, well, bet we got to talk about that then. Because I thought the way that Kurino uses his black smoke to where how it enhances his senses and how he gets like knives and stuff out of the smoke. I thought that was a badass fight. And it goes back to what we talked about when Shiro for Sharon. He got to get his strength up because his speed is fire, but he don't have no attacking power behind that speed. Yeah, facts. Like we need to get we need to get my boy some pause, some bro. Because he yeah, he literally yeah. just got washed not too long ago. Like black dude uh, with the fucking Sharon washed yeah, his fucking ass, bro. And, and now Colonel's washing his ass. Yeah, he need to, he need to shake back. I'm tired of seeing my MC get his ass whooped. But I'm that's not gonna lie, fact. it's definitely a uh, character building for sure. Yep. Uh, but but that's all. I, I since that fight happened and we didn't talk about it, that's something that I just want to bring up. But with episode 15. I loved when Maki and Vulcan were fighting the uh, Dominators and that woman, and then they destroyed the first one. And I was like, yo, that better not be all the woman's Dominators because she said Dominators with an S. And right as I say that, she was like, oh, y'all thought that was it? I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. And she brings so out her army. And I was like, yo, it's time for Maki and Vulcan to level up. Like, it's time for everybody to level up. Like, if we're going to fight the Evangelist, we can't be weak anymore. And we haven't seen a lot from Maki in a while. And you know how we both love Maki. It's time for her to get stronger and level up fighting uh, the uh, Dominator lady. But not only that, Humea comes in. So we're about to get a three-way brawl between the ladies, the Dominator lady, uh, Maki, and Humea. Hopefully they can get Arthur in time to come help. But with that being said, that also means the white clad has busted in on Shinra, Nataku, Kurino, and the rest of Company 8. While uh, Kurino is, is holding Nataku, Shinra's going to try to save him. And then, boom, fucking Inca, Sharon, and Inca's protector, her maid. We, we meet a new protector. They all come in to try to take out uh, Kurino, and we see Sharon and Kurino fighting. Kurino can't do nothing with Sharon. Like, <laughs> Sharon take that damage Kurino gives and is going to throw it back at his ass. So that was very, very interesting. I am interested to see how Company 8 gets out of this. But I have to believe that since the Evangelist got Inca, I got to believe that the Fire Force gets Nataku. Like, that, that only makes sense to me because you got to make it even. It definitely seems like he seems like he's fire force material. Like Period, he seems yeah. like he'd be a good guy. He's like gonna he be on a good guy squad. Literally, he's gonna be like they're gonna rescue him like they did. Uh, like uh, not similar. I don't want to even give it a comparison, but they they definitely gonna scoop him. I feel like they, he's a recruit. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm glad to see the uh, evangelist here. That means are we gonna see Joker again? I don't think we're gonna see Joker. Oh, for Joker's a while. coming back though. Joker's coming back, but because. They definitely like my boy Lit is working for Joker, working for yeah. the Joker. You feel me? And he so said he was I, I about to like change size to eight, but I don't think Joker's gonna come back to at least the end of this season, maybe next season. But we will see Burns. I definitely think we're gonna see Burns for sure. Oh yeah, big time. What'd you think of this episode and everything? I, this was more so the Maki Vulcan episode and just endearing Lit to Company Eight because because yeah. he opens the door for Shinra. It just makes you love Licked, even though I already loved him. Like the audience has known he was a spy for forever, but mm-hmm. like now that the company knows and like we see that he really cares about them. So, but see, they confirm my big hope because we knew he was a spy. I didn't want to believe it. I wanted to believe he was a good guy, super bad. I was like, he can't be bad. I fuck with him, he's and like then he's Joker. like, I am a spy, but at the same time, and that's the thing, you didn't know who Joker was. Now you know who Joker is. Now you know he works for Joker or he's working with Joker because he's not really working for Joker. He's just yeah. another guy who's seeking the truth. And he's sitting there like, I'm not above working with the eight. I'm not above working with Hydra. He's just yep. like, I fuck with y'all more. And that just, it hit me like, okay, so he is a good guy. He is just a guy looking for the truth. He He's not 
a spy as far as just a snake. He's not a snake. He's, he's not like, evil per se. He's like and I'm he, not working for Hajima. He's like I'm working for me. He's like I'm not. And yeah. he said that he's too. He's not he good. Like, he's not even good per se. He just he like, wants I'm to know the truth. For Hajima, I'm half working for y'all. For, um, for hey. y'all. And then I like how the captain was like, "Nigga, you 100 percent working for your fucking self. Like, don't <laughs> don't try to act like you working for either one of us." He's like, "I can see you fuck with us, but stop acting like you." not you don't got your own mission you feel yeah. me and I, I i like the fact that he saw through that and i like the fact that it's not a bad mission to have it's like okay look we're in a we're in alliance right now you feel me and let's just let that run its course yep uh i think Kurno's gonna get his ass whooped next episode Kurno's about to i don't know bro because he, he on some fucking you big think he'll make it he unless shinra uh pulls something out his ass which i hope he does you feel I, me i can but see sharon beating him like whenever shinra uh, not shinra whenever um Kurodo started doing that weird eye shit where his eyes were going sideways. I'm like, oh, this nigga's nuts. I'm like, he's about to go fucking nuts. Like, he's badass to me. Like, he, he I want to see him boot up even more. But I want to see means, what uh, Inca's protector can do. Because, like, we know that's Sharon's gonna be crazy too. I want to see what that maid lady can do. I just want to see Kurodo go all out and get washed or go all out and, and beat Shinra. And I want to see Shinra go all out and either lose or win. I just want to see... An all-out battle with these but two because right it's, now it's time. It's for time that. for it's time for Company Eight to elevate. Like, it's, if y'all gonna keep fighting the White Clad, y'all gotta get stronger. And, and one way- thing I definitely appreciate, uh, like one thing I definitely hope happens is like you. Uh, what was the uh, damn? What's Black Dude's name? I forget his name. Oh, Ogan. You want Ogan, Ogan. to make another pop up? That too, but at the same time, whenever he had his fight, he got his moment. You feel me? Like he yeah. had one of the hardest moments in season two, and after that, you see Shinra still didn't get his moment yet, even though he did show his ass at the end of that yeah, arc. Yeah, he got the rock he, on. He did his thing, you feel me? But um, I want to see him have his moment. Like, And uh, if Kurano is the guy that he he fights to have that moment, I definitely want to see that moment. I want it to be epic on Kurano's part. I want you to show why your face to be reckoned, uh, uh, like you're a big deal. And then I want to see Shinra have to overcome that after getting his ass whooped by him and by uh Sharon. Sharon. You know what I'm saying? See, yeah, so, I don't think Sharon takes an L right now because I feel like his story still has to continue. But it makes sense for Kurano to beat Shinra's first like big roadblock because they had ties to Shinra being at Hijima. Because I was trying to think, well, could uh the the cat Captain Obi take it on? Could uh my uh Lieutenant Captain take him on? Could Arthur take him on? It doesn't it doesn't fit the story arc. This seems like Shinra's big bad that he has to overcome. But the way that you uh the the way that you said about Ogan having his moment, I want to see Arthur have a moment. I want to see Captain Obi have a moment. I want to see uh Lieutenant have a moment. It's time for them and Maki to have their moment, and and we know Maki's gonna have it hopefully with this fight. But I want to see some of the others uh have a and shout out to Vulcan because Vulcan is slept on, but he's one of my favorite characters, and I definitely love seeing him in these uh this last episode. He was definitely a comedic presence, but at the same time, he he, he let you know what his 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 little his Mexican was was working with. So I like seeing that as well. No, I'm with you. getting more screen time. I rocked with him ever since his little arc. I feel like he's a good addition to the team. And I feel like he's showing that he's not just a, a, a placeholder on a team like Tamaki. No, I'm with you. And I want to see Hinoa have a moment, too. Because that lieutenant, needs, the other members of Company 8 needs a moment. And it's time to, to get to that since we split them up before. And we saw Shinra and Ogun. But now we got to get our, 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 our big dogs to have a moment. But I'm reading this episode. Um... Actually, I'm gonna give the other episode a little higher. I'm gonna give 14 because that's the Kurno fight. I'm gonna give that one a 4.8. I'm giving this one like a 4.4, 4.5. Ah, I'll give this one probably the same one as the last one, like a 4.5, 4.6. You feel me? Because the first one was very compelling, but the second time, 
uh, at the same time, the second episode was really, um, I felt like I, I liked the progression. Like I like seeing the whole, um, you know, the team was looking for lit and everything. And he was sitting there like talking to him on the thing. And it was like, just super suspenseful. It's like, where you at? Where you at? He's like, I can't really see where I'm at. You feel me? And just front to back, uh, the second episode was very entertaining. Um, it was. It, it didn't really have any kind of boring, dull moments in either episode. You feel me? So I'm not I'm a lot of those in five, four season two, man. Not a lot of those. And I'm just I'm ready yeah, to keep it going. But a jam packed episode for episode 63. Chris and my brother, glad to be back with you. Tell the people where they can find you on social media as we continue this journey into fall 2020, which I think our fans should have a lot to look forward to for us to close out the year leading into the anime talk awards. But I think yeah, they're going to be jam packed this year. It's going to be interesting to see. Maybe next, like by next episode, I should be caught up on one piece too. Like Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited to get into these one piece talks. Cause after, it's after time. the whole, I just finished whole cake and that was just a crazy, crazy, crazy arc. Uh, to say that that arc had no Zoro, you know what I'm saying? No Robin. It, it just was an amazing arc. You feel me? So I can't wait to catch up to where I could get into these big one, uh, one piece talks and I could finally, uh, get in the game but um, definitely fall 2020 is amazing and just 2020 in general is crazy and we're definitely going to have a, a, a lit episode of I was thinking this year just because I already got like so many different options for who I can go with for every different uh, category it's going to be hard the anime talk awards this might be the toughest year yet yeah, and, and last year was tough too. So this one, this one's gonna be even harder because like it's so much shit I like, so much this, diversity, this and it's like not n- nothing's runaway. Like the only runaway front runner, and I think it's still the front runner, is Doro Hidero. That's the only front runner that we got. That's like okay, it's number one. But I, but there's so much good shit coming out right now to where Jujutsu Kaisen may pass that up. Uh, Fire Force, the way the season ends may pass that up. No, I already know. Jujutsu Kaisen is about to be anime of the year. I see that. Like, Tower hopefully of it's not Jujutsu Kaisen award. Let me not say hopefully not, but... Uh, but look, you saying that, but uh, let's not act like Attack on Titan season four is not about to drop. You are right. And this is after we already got Buku Gas. Like, I don't know if we could take much more. You feel me? Man, this that's is so saying. much gas. Like, I'm already having trouble keeping up with everything, but like, I'm low-key enjoying it. Like, I'm, I'm loving the fact that I got something to watch every second. Yeah. Like, I've finished something. I like once I finish something, I'm not like, man, gotta wait till next ep- next week. I'm like back to back binging shit. You feel me? All week I could watch new anime, read new manga. It's just like a good time to be anime fan. We were saying yeah. that last year, and last year was a bunch of heavy hitters, but this year it's like they're keeping that same energy. Yeah, they are. I'm loving it. I'm loving like it. The, I'm loving the 20, it. I'm loving uh, it. The 2020s are gonna be nuts compared to the 2010s if they keep this energy. Cause the 2010 started kind of like I wanna say kinda we slow. don't get my hero and fucking uh a one Punch Man until like 2014 or 13. So it's like the first three years is like kind of stale. You feel me? But the f- the first year we get some n- wild shit 2020. Yeah, no, this is looking like a good decade or a good, yeah, no, a good decade for anime. But tell the people they can find you on social media, my brother, and what you got going on. At Chris SJE everywhere, you feel me? Spotify, uh, you space it out, you feel me? By next episode, me and Faye should have dropped our Rivals project. So look out for that, because um, definitely anytime uh, me and Faye get together and link up on a Rivals project, you know it's going to be real fun music. Nothing super crazy, nothing super overthought. We didn't write anything on this. We just went in, we sat down, we went back and forth, we threw anime bars. Like, this is like heavy anime bars. I like a lot of these songs. Uh, the first one, I, I know the first Rivals project had Gogeta, and a couple other songs on it. You feel me? It was just like three songs. This one, we got 15, and it's it's going to be a treat. I promise y'all. Hell uh, yeah. 
So uh, search Crystal Space Engine on Spotify and everything. I want to stay by next episode. It should be out. You feel me? Hell yeah. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Crystal and be on the lookout for Rivals 2 whenever that drops. You guys can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the bros you think at bros you think. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube. I promise. I give you my word. The Kaiju number eight uh, chapter review will be up by the time you guys hear this. It Well, it'll be up the day by the time you guys hear this. So like uh, Tuesday, it, it'll be up by Tuesday night. Promise you that because I'm, I'm working on that as soon as we finish with this. And you guys be sure to check that out. Like Chris said, as soon as he catches up with One Piece, we're going to start making some One Piece videos. The Eden Zero video is coming. The Dragon Ball Super Review. The new chapters, people are making rumors. So if those rumors are true, me and Chris will shit on that new chapter. Oh, let, me just let, let me just let that be known. Like, if if what the rumors are saying to be true with this new chapter, there's no way I'm letting this shit fly. There, and there's no context that's going to save it either. I can, I'll read 50 <laughs> pages of that shit, but if, if that shit's on page one or two, that, it's going to be it's rough to get through that chapter, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I got a solid taste in my mouth with the chapter. Like, I hope that shit was fake. I hope it's fake, Knowing too. Dragon Ball Super is probably not going to be fake. Real. This is one of my favorite Dragon Ball arcs of all time. This is definitely my favorite arc in Dragon Ball Super so far, even over Tournament of Power. This would be a way if, to, if to murder it, my yeah, hype for Dragon Ball. I, they, we were, we've been praising this arc so much, and if they just ended like this, I'm going to be mad. But that's coming. Uh, Eden Zero video, promise y'all is coming. Spy Family video, I promise y'all is coming. Now that we got all of this hurricane stuff, and now that Chris is about to put out Rivals 2, we're getting a little more free time, so we're going to get this out to y'all this content but like i said kaiju number eight video this and we will have a run it back coming soon we're going to do our poll because the scott pilgrim run it back will be out this week so once that's out we're going to do a new poll for the anime one and uh i don't know chris what should we do should we do a shonen jump one or are we going to we're going to do like what, what, what you feel yeah, we, miyazaki ah uh, i don't know I, I i if we if we do let's do another poll but I definitely want to throw one in the mix. What I definitely want to, want to throw the, the OG Digimon movie. You feel me? Ooh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have The OG Digimon. Oh, you haven't seen the OG Digimon movie? Bro, I feel like uh, it's polarizing, but I feel like it's high quality. And I feel like uh, it's highly enjoyable. I feel like, especially for somebody who for sure. is not a Digimon fan, who doesn't really watch Digimon, is definitely a good way to... To, get into uh, introduce yourself to the series, you feel me? Hell yeah! Without well, look, that's gonna be in the poll. I, I'm gonna probably nominate the uh boy and the beast in the poll. And then if you guys have any suggestions, y'all hit us up on Twitter, and we'll get that poll out probably by Friday. That expect that poll on Friday. Kaiju number eight tomorrow. Uh, the new chapter of Kaiju number eight comes in three to well two days now. Expect that the, the chapter review by two Thursday Friday. And then, yeah, man, and then be on the lookout for all the other content on the network. But you can stay attuned to all the content we're dropping by subscribing to the YouTube or if you listen to the audio version, subscribing to Spotify, subscribing to Apple Podcasts, or just following Chris at Chris SJE or following the bros who think at bros who think. But for Chris, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a good one. We will talk to y'all again for the new Anime Talk episode. Go watch some of the the anime we've suggested to you. JJK, Burn the Witch, Dragon Quest, Moriarty the Patriot, Millionaire Detective, Yashime. Go check out to those anime because there's a lot of good stuff. And y'all let us know which one y'all are liking. If you're a Yashime fan, let us know. If you're a Moriarty the Patriot fan, let us know. If you're an Akudama fan, let us know. Whichever one you're enjoying, let us know. And we'll make sure we put those on the review slate. But for right now, it's Fire Force and JJK. And we couldn't ask for anything. But for Chris, my name is Lenny. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah.
Peace. Chop a nigga down with this hoe, I feel like Mihawk. Blue strip, hundreds, yeah, my pockets finna seawalk. Talking crazy out the side your heads and say you take it off. And traffic with the cutter, getting surgical, I feel like law. Youngins in your city never heard of you, you falling off. This rap shit don't work out okay, I got a plug on hard and soft. Nigga hit a hundred band jug and it went fuck it off. My dog wouldn't get no fucking money around me, had to cut him off. Rap niggas lives, grab the yabba and I slice a nigga. Foolio on fire, they won't smoke, then I'm a lighter nigga. Heard he got that work, I pull up on him and retire a nigga. Walk a nigga down with this bitch, I might come Niggas said he wanted beef, why you put up with some sliders, nigga? Yeah, Crystal Burger, you official price shooter, that's a toy burner Keep your girl from rhyming unless you wanna bent over It's turned upside down, bitch, it's turned over 3-5 in the wood, I am not sober On the beat, I made magic like it's black over Step inside the building, all they smell is gas odor Think he tryna make me lose focus, almost passed on her All that wagon she was dragging, no, I had to poke it Youngin' sitting sideways like I'm big pokey Chase the blunt down with wax, I'm a big smoker Boss man Pulling strings, bitch, I feel like Joker Yeah, yeah I feel like Dophie You do not know me yeah.